All right, hello, gentlemen. We have Mitch and Dan what about today. Women? Don't women listen to this? I was talking to you guys. Oh, I, yeah. I apologize. I mean, if you identify as a lady, Mitch, that's okay. Yeah. Well, no, just I, I thought he was talking to the listeners. I oh, apologize. hello, listeners. We have two gentlemen here, Mitch and Dan. <laughs> Unless Mitch is a lady, are you? Um, as of right now, no. Oh, okay. Well, they can <laughs> always change. Things can change. <laughs> yeah, things can change. There is a surgery. Yeah, this is 2019 uh, after all. Things, everything is possible. Mm. So, why don't you guys uh, introduce yourselves to the audience then? Who, who wants to go first? Okay, Dan can go first. All right. Uh, hi, I'm Dan. I'm uh, 26 years old now, and I've been in Korea for three years, and it's nice to finally do something fun with Jamel. There you go. Yeah. This is his Tinder profile, by the way. <laughs> he, he, he mentions Jamel on his Tinder profile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. This is such a cool guy. His name is Jamel. We double date. So is, yeah. is it like a package deal? Yeah, yeah, basically. It's more like I feel bad for Jamel. I need to take him out more. So, mm, so you're guy. like, hey, let's, uh, wow. Yeah. A threesome date. Yeah, basically. That's yeah. very progressive and forward of you. I yeah. like it. Hey, man. Like I said, <laughs> this is 2019. Anything is possible <laughs> Excellent. nowadays. Excellent. <laughs> All right. All right, well, I guess turn. I I should introduce myself as Mitchell William Wesley mm. of the Wesley clan. Oh, um, very famous clan. Yeah, no, uh, I'm age. I'm not sure is very important. I <laughs> uh, just know that I'm very old, and uh, <laughs> I'm also in Korea right now with Jamal mm. and uh, and Dan. And well, I don't really know what other important information you'll you'll learn. I assume yes, important information about us as we do the. <laughs> So I'll leave it there. Yeah. Le- leave you in suspense about what else there could be that you could find out about me. Oh, there's going to be so many things. Excellent. Yes. And then they can judge you and your clan accordingly. <laughs> the Wesley clan. The Wesley yes. clan. It sounds very Scottish. I will bring honor upon my clan. Do not worry. Burn them at the stake. Wait, so are you Scottish? That sounds very Scottish. No, is no, I'm not really from a clan. <laughs> it, just, oh, oh. it just sounds funny. I'm going to say oh. Welsh, right? Yeah. Oh. What, is that bad? Is don't that hit him that well, man. There's nothing wrong with being Welsh. Yeah, I was about to say. Like, what Any what? Welsh people out there, I apologize. We, we love you. On behalf of... No, fuck that. It was Dan who said it. Yeah. Dan is judging you guys, so you can jump in <laughs> and we'll watch. I'll watch. I don't know about Mitch. Yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll look for the stampede of sheep and I'll know what's coming. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. A low end, <laughs> repeatedly hit and blow. So yes. I, I feel like the Welsh would be immune to this by now. Yeah. <laughs> good. Hey, I'm good with them, so I'm cool. Cool, cool. Um, cool. So, gentlemen, let's go ahead and start with a free topic. So, we can do one free topic for all of us, or we could do like uh, two two of your free topics. So, one for Dan, one for Mitch. It's up to you guys. Have you got something, Mitch? Well, I yeah. feel like as there is one one thing, one topic that binds the three of us together, yeah. I think it's probably best that we talk about that. Okay. Was that? Well, there's a few things that bind us together. Yeah, well, what is the main thing that has brought us together as friends? As Oh, sex, obviously. Yeah. Well, actually, yes. that, my topic was kind of about sex. but uh, okay. Well, I mean, we can do more than one, but I, <laughs> my um, my idea was yeah. was that uh, we, we met each other. I mean, I met you before, but yeah. the oh. thing that made us all proper friends was D&D. Yes. So I feel like that is the thing that we, can most easily talk about as a group that is true let's do it all right but if dan wants to talk about sex and <laughs> oh and, no i was just gonna Willies talk about like um the new the new laws in korea with like the internet because of because of porn oh oh, oh yeah well pff, yeah, i know all about that it's it's craziness <laughs> but i mean it's whatever yeah okay no let's talk about that too so okay let's, let's do the dnd so and dnd we'll like, and yeah, porn censorship laws. that yes. is a match made in heaven <laughs> yeah. if ever i saw one yeah all right, so let's talk about D and D. Okay, Mitch, how about you start because you are the the uh, the DM. Yes, I DM a group for Jamal, Dan, and, and some other friends. I also DM another group that Dan was a part of until very recently because he's leaving Korea mm. to go on to. We'll go back home, so he left my group. 
He abandoned me. Yeah. Um, what an asshole. But yeah, D&D. I've been playing since July of last year. July 2008. No, July of 2009. 2017. I've been playing since July of 2017. And how I got into it was I'd moved house. I um, I was studying Korean at university. I wasn't really doing anything in the evenings. I was a little bored, honestly. All of my friends at university were Chinese or Japanese or um Vietnamese ba- basically I I wasn't getting a lot of English time and uh it was a good, I mean sometimes you just want to go and speak your mother tongue with people so I I looked up a meetup to see if there are any any clubs in the area any more clubs or any any kind of things I could do and I found out just by by coincidence that about 1 minute 2 minutes from my house was the kind of hub of D&D for foreigners in Korea so I thought oh that sounds interesting I I like video games I like role playing games in particular I've never played played D&D but I've heard good things about it. I I might as well go and try 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 it out. It was Wednesday when I looked. Wednesday was when the uh, when the when the games were played. So I just strolled over at 7 o'clock, had no idea what I was doing. Very awkwardly ordered a tea. Um I looked around like where do I go? Had no idea where to go and this guy just walked up to me and said, "Hey, you here for the D&D?" I said, "Yes." He said, "Follow me." Sat me down, gave me a piece of paper gave me some dice and um I don't even think I really touched the dice or even looked at the uh the piece of paper for much of the game but the first game was just me kind of looking back and forth at all the faces they were saying what they were doing and then the DM was describing all the things that we saw and the people we interacted with and I was amazed I had never experienced anything like it just having this story that was completely all in my head but also was completely shared with someone else and the kind of story that was shaped around my actions. I mean, of course there are video games where it happens, but in a video game it's normally like very very telegraphed to you, you know, do you want to do the this choice, the good choice or the bad choice? Firstly, there's not a lot of nuance to it because it's hard to do nuance very well in something like a video game, but also just because they have to plan for what your decisions um it is very like set in stone. But we're in D&D like the DM could have the person could have prepared all this thing all these things for you to do and you can just be like, fuck you. That doesn't sound fun. Mm. I'm going to kill this NPC. I'm going to kill this quest giver and I'm going to go do something completely different. And you can because it's all made in real time or made in your imagination or made collaborative, collaboratively with other people. We yeah, are basically from that first moment. I, that was, I was like, in love. <clears throat> love at first sight or yeah. love at first encounter. Yes. Mm. I do. Love is not even a strong enough word to describe my feelings towards D&D. But oh yes. God. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Don't well, I'm getting all hot and bothered just talking about it. I may need to take a break for a second. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hey, well, do, what, do what you got to do, man. Do what you got to do. All right. So how about you, Dan? What was your uh, your first uh, contact with D&D? So I was in a group for um, League of Legends in Korea, and people were just talking about a bunch of random crap because that group kind of uh, just talked about a bunch of random crap and not really League of Legends. And uh, this guy randomly said, like, oh, hey, I like to play D&D. And I'm like, oh, I can play D&D. Like, kind of just like an off color comment like whatever like I didn't think it's gonna happen he goes well let's make a group and then <laughs> we asked everyone in the group chat and nobody responded so he's like well I could ask these other people for this other chat um for like my town because he lived in uh, Bundong which is the area south of Seoul and then we got a bunch of people from that group and we started a campaign and then um I invited this other guy Andrew to that campaign but it was during the time he was working so he couldn't join so um we were just playing, and then randomly Andrew messaged me around March of last year. It's like, hey, uh, my buddy Mitch is running this game in uh, Hagee, so we should, which is another district of Seoul. So we should go over there and uh, play with them, and there's going to be a whole convention. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I started playing Mitch, 
And then I had heard about the group that he played at, but my issue was I didn't finish work until 7, and the game started at 7. So I it would take me an hour to get there, so I felt bad just showing up an hour late, didn't want to do it, didn't know anybody. But like once I started to get to know Mitch, I'm like, oh, he can vouch for me. So I started going more regularly every week, and then um, he made a campaign, and then we got to know you, Jamel, through right. the campaign. So. Yeah. Yeah, we went. We met through a mutual friend, um, Andrew, and uh, that's how I joined the campaign. So, mm-hmm. and then it basically has been hell ever since. Uh, I mean, it's every hell, but fucking week I got to deal with these assholes, and they're I mean, bullshit. You, you come back week after week. It's, I mean, how many how many sessions over the past year have you missed? Basically, None. so it's so bad, but you just can't they force me back. They're like, back you add more. diversity to the group, so you yeah, have that's no true. choice. You uh, you can't leave because you are literally like. The diversity. That's yeah, it. We we're all white, and then there's you know. <laughs> Thank you, me. by the way, uh, for for allowing me to be so PC. There's a rule out here, guys. I don't know if you know this. There's a D and D rule where y- if you have a campaign, you have to have at least one person of color in your campaign. And, Otherwise, and, and, it's and automatically <laughs> disbanded by Wizards of the Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks, Jamel, unless, for being so kind and allowing us to play D and D. Yeah, yeah you unless know. it's on roll twenty. Yeah, unless it's on roll twenty, then well, they, they don't care. They, they don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we well, we play our game online, right? Yeah. We but do. then I also the other game I play is in person. Like yeah. Dan. Sadly, Jamel, you live too far, so you can't join in. I know. Um, yeah. Plus, we've also got we got another person of color in that game, so we don't need you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, you, you have to have at least one. Those are the rules, man. You got to. Yeah, we've got the two rules. actually in that game, so we're kind of oh. slacking as oh, far as the Oh, you're doubling up. Game. You definitely don't need me then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're always welcome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. No, there you go. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so there you go, D and D. That's how we came into it. So let me ask you then: what What is your favorite thing about D and D? Like, what is something that like keeps you coming back? Because you know, like we've discussed before, basically all of us come back to it. Um, and Mitch has a different experience as a DM as compared to us as players. So, yeah. Well, I'll say the thing that keeps me coming back is seeing the smile on your faces, <laughs> or the imagined smile that I can see when I hear the pure joy in your voice at the end of a session, and I'm I'm like, they had fun. What about the tears? Oh, that, I mean, I was, I was gonna get to that. The tears, <laughs> I enjoy the tears more. If I'll be honest, the pain, the <laughs> anguish, the uh, you, you guys berating me and shouting at me and hating me because of the things that I've done to you. Mm. But I feel the power over you, the control I have over you. I think maybe that you know, it's a way for me to um, to have a power fantasy over a group of friends, <laughs> try and kill them every week, and that would make absolute destroy, sense. No, no, no. Uh, really, <laughs> though, the thing that souls. I enjoy so much is just kind of seeing having this world that I set up and then I I think of it as like when when I'm done with it it's 50% done then I present it to you guys and then I get to see what you do for the, the other 50% how you interact with the thing that I've done and it's just so in, fun for me to see how you take the ideas I've got and then you just take them in places that I never imagined they would have done and then to see the story that you made and see the story that only could have happened because of the ideas like through my ideas combined with your ideas through your actions plus the random chance of the dice roll and then just see where the story goes. Because especially our, our online campaign, which I like is homebrew, which means I'm making up as I go along effectively. Anything could happen. Because there's no set there's no like beginning, middle and end. There was barely even a beginning. I don't like we're not even far enough to be at the middle. So it could go anywhere. No one knows where it's gonna go. Mm. And it's just so fun to see that develop. And also see your characters characters develop. To start from these characters who grow in power but not only grow in power but grow as people as they experience all these different things it's like an actual person and then you see how they went from maybe someone who was not very confident or someone who was overconfident and then be brought down or brought up and see you kind of like um kind of change with that as well 
Like it sounds a little much, but I've literally seen people's personalities change and people develop through D and D. Not to say that I, you know, was I was I I did it, but just through kind of role playing and acting out as another person, they were able to understand themselves better. Mm. And th- this sounds very like, oh, what, what the, how can a game like D and D do something like that? But it, it really it can. It's and it's quite strange, but it's also incredibly amazing to watch. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I agree too. Um, because I think it, like it can definitely like help people discover more about themselves and uh, and actually many other aspects about themselves that they would probably n- like have otherwise never have noticed or ever figured out. So me personally, how about you, Dan? Um, well, at the start, I I like competition and I find a lot of fun in competition. So it's pretty fun just to like flex your muscles a little bit, try to find like a fun way to kill things. Um, there wasn't really much character development on my end. It was just kind of like, how could I kill things better? Um, but that changed over time and uh, with the proper instruction from people. And now it's more about the banter for me. So uh, I just enjoy like bantering with people or figuring something out or just having something ridiculous happen because of decisions that everyone has made. Um, so it's just really, f- I just live for like the, the situation where something absolutely ridiculous happens because of dice rolls or decisions or whatever. Um, and then everyone can just sit down and laugh about it. So, right. You know, that's actually my favorite part about the game, the, the luck. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like you just like a random the, chance, just like, like yeah, the random chance. Yeah, you try and do this, and you do that, and you do this. But ultimately, a lot of the decisions decisions come down to what did you roll in the dice, yeah. and then the you might get a really bad roll, and something bad happens, and then you have to improvise around that. What do you do now? You fucked up when you tried to talk to someone and you try to convince them to do something, but you rolled so badly. Now they're hostile towards you. How do you salvage the situation, or how do you not salvage the situation, and then find a new path to go down? Right. Or, or it's like you you start you push a little bit of snow down a hill in one area, and then you walk around, and then 20 minutes later you get hit by this giant avalanche you're like well, what happened there like and then you, know. you and then you look into a demon like wait that you see the path of the snowball going yeah. up the hill and like wait we did that oh yeah. fuck yeah consequences <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly consequences <laughs> cause and effect now you have you to go. deal with them so in like one of my some of my favorite moments are like seeing like how the <clears throat> the progress the progression of like fuck-ups so you have like this one fuck up, then you have another another fuck up, yeah. another fuck up, another fuck up, all because of bad dice like, rolls, or the alternate, like the the or vice versa, right? Where you just have like so many different cool successes because you have like these great these great rolls back to back, like the domino effect. Yeah, exactly. Then, but then so cool. seeing when you get yourselves into this hole and you manage to dig yourselves out, because I'll be honest, when I plan it, I never plan for a way to, for you to succeed. I just plan for there to be a shitty situation you have to deal with, hmm. and then I trust you guys enough that you ha- are creative enough. That you'll find a way to get out of it, and bloody well, every every week you manage to. And not only do you manage to get out of it, but you manage to amaze me every single week with the creativity that with which you get out of it. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how? Uh, okay, uh, that happened. Cool. Well, I think it's risky to start playing ways for people to succeed because then you stifle their ability to get around your mm, system. Mm. So you don't like really, really want to stifle people from like making their own path. You kind of like want them to figure out their own way out it's like it's complete the best thing about D is the freedom of expression that you can have mm. through you'd make a character and you can express them in whatever way you want and then do things that you wouldn't otherwise normally be able to do and then kind of do things you want, like and through that do more things you wouldn't be able to do but it still feels like you're actually doing something because of the nature of the game being a story-based game and a collaborative based game like you're con- like we said before your ac- actions have consequences so it was like everything you do has weight, but you still, but you're also doing things that you wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm rambling. No, it now. makes sense. I mean, <laughs> and then to, I mean to be honest, like when you when you say like you are basically making the story, 
as you progress through the game. So not only are you playing the game, but you're also creating a story, like your own personal story, along with other people. I think that's, in my opinion, one of the coolest aspects about it. I mean, because most people read stories, right? Yeah, yeah. They read stories, they watch movies, you know, they they don't really need to use their imagination as much because it's already done for them. But now they have this opportunity or this outlet to actually use their imagination and create their own story and have fun in the process. Like, it's just a different type of experience. I mean, because there are some pre-written books that you can use to run, such as Curse of Strahd, which I run with your group first. Right. And then when you compare, like, one group who did it and another group who did it, and it'll be completely different. For example, I very much doubt any other uh, any other group was tortured as heavily by Strahd, the the villain of the book, as much as your group was. <laughs> uh, well, you're well, running it again, right? So you're running it again. So yeah, I'm running it again, see. and I do not worry. I will make sure that they will suffer as much, if not more, yes. than you did. Yes, I, I won't say too much, just in case someone hears this. But I've seen some of the plans, and I, I having survived, I'm loving what's going to come for them mm-hmm. because they're I, not going to like a minute of it. That's another thing I get to. <laughs> I get luck. to be sadistic and let out my sadistic side without actually hurting anyone <laughs> well, not, i mean i may hurt not, a few egos here and there yeah. and uh, and traumatize someone one of my players all i did <laughs> was make her apologize to me mm. that's all i did she was very rude lack of manners swear words I, while she was a guest in this character's house so all the character did was demand an apology while you're a guest you know i don't want this kind of language and what six more than six months on eight months on nine months on she is still traumatized and still berates me and mm. still gets angry with me for making her apologize to me and uh and as a somewhat neutral party it is genuine anger yeah, uh, yeah. She, she's like, how could you do that she's still salty about it and then now just in g- general everyday life she feels uncomfortable about apologi- apologizing to me because she has that experience where she apologized to the character that i played and i love that it had such an effect on her Mm. That this imaginary game that happened in our heads, like, made her feel something so real that it is, like, rippled on. I mean, like, we were friends, like, it isn't a serious, like, actually yeah, yeah. angry with me. Like, I'm exaggerating for for comedic effect, but, I mean... I mean, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was no physical harm done, but there was a lot of mental harm yeah. done. She's, she's still, she has, like, what? I mean, like she's a st- minor she still PTSD, plays, right? She still plays with us. <laughs> That's she still she loves my games. She Or she tells you that, at least. Well, I mean, th- why, why has she not left? Yeah, I know, right? It does <laughs> she sometimes. It is kind of like an abusive relationship. Oh man, we are making D and D. We we started off really strong. Yeah, our D and D is so exciting. You can do anything you want, and I was like, yeah. yes, you can there be is abused, but then you won't. Es- you you'll yeah. be stuck. You'll never be able to leave this abusive relationship of DM and player. Well, that's just Mitch, though. You might have a, you yeah. might actually have a good DM, and then you won't have to have that problems. Well, I will say my retention <laughs> rate is in, is very high. People yeah, come and they do not leave. That's so. true. That's it's that's because true. the game Mitch runs is meant to be hard not because it's supposed to be hard or supposed to be messing with you it's supposed to be hard so you can overcome it and feel mm. more awesome so right. he does a good job of getting it right to the level where it feels like i could my character could die at any second but then somehow you get over the hump mm-hmm. so it has to be a challenge otherwise if you just feel like the the successes are handed to you on a plate within there's no tension so it needs to feel like something bad can happen maybe like death like dan said or mm. just something bad will happen to your character and again when you guys get so when people who really get into D, they have their character they are like emotionally invested and connected to their character because they made their backstory they know everything about them they are them in many aspects because i think definitely most people when they make their character even if they're making like a jokey meme character there is a part of them inside of that character i always imprint a little part of my personality in uh, yeah. each character and otherwise i won't know how to do it well so exactly so when they have to react to those things Yes, the character is reacting to it, but they are reacting to it too. So, I don't know. I 
just being able to elicit that kind of response in an imaginary game in your heads playing make-believe like we're five years old again yeah. only it's make-believe it's, actually, it's fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> well no, not that it wasn't fun when we were five years old but it actually like the effects that it has now i mean the five-year-olds had it figured out that's all i gotta say yeah, so, yeah. exactly if we could all be <laughs> kids again getting old, Na- naps in the middle of the day imagination i know mm-hmm. fucking just food just given to us love given to us willingly so didn't nice. have to worry about money yeah didn't have to worry about shit well, maybe taking shits. Because if you were a, we if you were a nappy, about. you just kind of you let, just let it go poop. free. Yeah, there you go. And that, that's <laughs> Those mom, were the that's days. mom's problem, or that's dad's problem. Yeah. We'll, we'll let them sort it <laughs> the out. The good old days. <laughs> the good old days. The good old days. <laughs> Shitting in diapers and living like a king, basically. I like it. Um, all right, so now let me ask you guys this. Um, for D&D, do you think you can, like, will you see yourself playing this game, like, forever, like, Till your dying days will Depends. you be in the deathbed be like oh. uh one of my most recent players has told me that i have to play until the day i die and that i'm not allowed to not play so i feel like when my players feel that strongly about something like that i, I, I guess i kind of have to plus i'm just so enthusiastic about about it i mean things can change but i can't see myself not playing the game in some capacity maybe not as often maybe not as much i'm running two campaigns i don't think i'll be able to run two campaigns mm. you know c- for the rest of my life but I want to be at least involved in you know at least weekly. one yeah, yeah yeah I mean right now for me it's definitely fine because um I like the groups I play with both the DM and the players but um I'm about to move back to America and uh you know sometimes groups just fade apart or the campaign dies or people get busy so like I'm not gonna say like I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna play it till like um the other days but I'll keep playing it as long as it's good for me so well that's another thing I found is uh when you get to a ripe old age of <laughs> years old um <laughs> It becomes much harder to make friends, right? Yeah. Mm. So what is amazing about D and D is you. And, oh, I sorry. Sorry, I'm making it worse. Um, <laughs> is how do you make friends? Generally, your lifelong friends that when you have older are from school, right? Right. Because you have all those shared experiences from going through school. Um, well, D and D is kind of the same. Like, originally, you might not know the person, but you know that you're all gathered together. Like, you're all gathered together to go to school. You're all gathered together to play a game. But this is a very social game. It isn't just like playing, I don't know. When you play a game like uh, Fortnite or, I don't know, uh, Rocket League, you do have the experiences, but it's based around a very limited game. Hmm. Just in that the scope is just, i got to go score goals, i got to get points, I've won, I've lost. I mean, it's, it's more complicated than that, but you know what I mean. Whereas this is literally, you're, part of the game is talking to someone, conversing with someone. So over time, with this group that you join you end up having these shared experiences. So in the same way, you're like, oh, do you remember that time in high school when we got really drunk and we passed out in the park and we woke up at four o'clock in the morning and uh, we had no idea how we got there. Uh, the same as that, you can be like, hey, do you remember that time we were in the town and it ended up that the uh, the mayor was actually a dragon and then we uh, we fought him, we killed him, but uh, I don't know, then, and then after that, we took over the town and we became dictators of the town and, you know, like, just, it's the same kind of thing. Right. So in a time when it's much harder to fi- make uh, at least I, I don't know if you agree but in a time when it's much harder to make a life like very strong friendships D&D is perfect because it it does all it ticks all the boxes of making friend the making friends like when you were younger only you can do it now and as well you only need what like four hours a week yeah there's not a lot of time when you really think about it so mm. I, it, yeah. yeah at least I'm making those friendships actually building those experiences or those new experiences with a story mm. <laughs> during like while you're playing a game a few hours a week which most people can make for the most part yeah. but I think it's worth it I think it's worth it even people with families like it's hard to find time like when you have kids and stuff like that but you know if you like tell your wife or your significant other or your husband or whoever just like hey 
you know, I, I just want to do this once a week because like this is like a good gateway for me to just get out, have fun, and like and use you know flex my creative muscles and have fun with my friends. And yeah, 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 it's totally the creativity because a lot of people. Were, I don't know about you guys again, but I found myself with creativity, but not knowing what to do with it. Like I'm yeah, not, right. mu- and uh, I'm not much of an artist or musician or anything. But just being able to sit at the table and then improvise a story, right, just flexes those muscles. Yeah. So I mean, like it, just, it just it scratches that itch. And that's like that's another thing too, because like there are a lot of creative people, but there are people who are just like, well, I don't know how to use my creativity. I'm not good at drawing, or I'm not good at writing, or I'm not good at doing this or that or music, like you said earlier. So you know, D and D can actually be uh, a good you know way to actually flex those muscles and yeah, do it. Because as well, you can like if you have a character, you can dr- if you are into those things, you can draw the character, you can write a backstory for the character, you can right. write a diary for the character, but then you can also develop the character just in a more like cerebral way where you in your head you're like well how are they reacting to this situation how do they feel about this situation mm. and then it's just, and then you you act on that in the game and it's just a very fluid and organic f- creative experience which you can't really replicate in any other form of a- any other hobby mm. yeah i agree i absolutely agree damn you got anything else on this one? Oh no that's pretty much sums it up for me pretty much yeah because dan didn't say much anyway Oh, oh. <laughs> well, I'm fucking with you. Man. I, just some people can't c- keep up with uh, intellectual powerhouses such yeah, as us. I know, man. Understand- I, I'm sorry, Dan. Oh God, <sighs> I'm sorry. You guys are gonna be here all night because we're gonna start a conversation about Twilight, and that's just never gonna end. Okay. So <laughs> we can talk about Twilight all day. <laughs> no, no, to- no, no, not again, not again. Um, Jacob won. Thank you. Okay, so um, <laughs> so let's jump into your free topic then, uh, Dan. Let's let's jump into it because that's a very interesting topic to me. Yeah, so uh, I'll just give a little bit of background for um, all the people who don't really know the laws of Korea. But basically, um, back in the 90s, I think, they uh, they banned porn. So uh, there could be no pornographic um, images or anything. And with the internet, they blocked all the porn websites, um, which wasn't really a problem until about a year or two ago when um, the S came out on HTTPS. I forget what that means, but basically it stopped people from being able to block websites because it kind of encrypted the the website in a way that uh you couldn't figure it out so there's a huge problem for the korean government because they're like well this is still banned we need to keep it banned but how are we going to do that when we can't see the websites we're banning so um last month maybe last two weeks they introduced a new law where they have this thing i can't remember but it's something with like wiretaping is what it's called hmm. but basically all the packets get sent to the korean government for any website and then they approve or deny them so they can continue to block the porn websites oh. so it doesn't matter like what you're doing they're going to see all the stuff you're doing on the internet Mm. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, so a lot of people feel <laughs> if we like got it's people coming knocking on my privacy. door. I know exactly um, why. I need to go now and pack my bags. Uh, <laughs> it was nice talking to all of you. No. Well, <laughs> exactly. I need to get the fuck out of Korea ASAP. <laughs> so it's only if like you send the stuff over, and it's, I don't think they're gonna like look into it to like arrest people, but it's just to like stop pornography, is what they say. Right. Um, but at the same time, people understandably have a huge issue with a government looking through all the stuff that they're looking at on the internet. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for the record, VPNs still work, but yeah, 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 but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but still, out yeah, of personal uh, experience. I mean, when people don't even know about, uh, you know, people still using Internet Explorer, and yeah, yeah. most people are not technological savvy enough to be able to go through that. Yeah. So the general person is definitely going to have their shit seen. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what do you guys think about this then? Because obviously this is, uh, you know, um, you know, from our perspective or my perspective at least, this is definitely like an infringement upon privacy. So yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think? What do you think well, should like, happen? Th- this may sound very controversial, yeah. but I think it's bad. Okay. <laughs> I don't know I, about I think, the two of you. I'm, I'm pretty sure that is controversial. Um, I think it's bad. And my reasoning is um, Korea has a, I'd say thriving um, 
prostitution industry. Yeah. And the cops basically look the other way with that. But when it comes to pornography, that's somehow worse. Yeah. That they're actually putting in place arbitrary laws where they're going to invade people's privacy to find out if they're doing pornography, but they don't really well, care. Well, do you think it's not like, uh, like I, don't, I don't know very much about this, but do you think it's not even like a cover for... Uh you know, like, like trying to spy like, on the citizens. Oh, yeah. I mean, or like, yeah, I don't know if it's like we've got to find out all that they're doing, but just kind of, you know, we you see it in there uh, every country. Yeah, the 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 government is very happy to have more access to information of the on the general public, right? Yeah. So this use porn as a way to like a backdoor. Right. Again, I don't I don't know enough about I mean, the situation. Yeah, though. I don't know that much either because a lot of this conversation and discourse is in Korean, and I don't have the time or effort to figure out exactly what's being said. Or understand it, but um, I do agree it could be a cover to get more information. It could be a form of like the Korean NSA, but you know, like even look at the uh, the NSA in America, and people are angry about it, but they don't really do anything about it. So yeah, I mean, the Patriot Act has been there for fucking ever. <laughs> yeah, it's point like, in case. And yeah, and every time like everybody's let's revoke it, let's get rid of it. Uh, well, you know what though, I think there were, I think they did actually briefly. Didn't they cut stuff out of the Patriot Act? I guess they did, but like. At what's the, the same what's time, the Patriot? I don't remember. Basically, it said that they could hold you without a trial. They could imprison you without a trial. Um, just basically threw the whole constitution out the window. Yeah, they could basically spy on you as well. Yeah. Um, if they have like what was if it, they like, had some kind of reason to believe that you were a terrorist, you were a terrorist or something, they, they could send you to Guantanamo tomorrow, and it wouldn't. No, you yeah. could do nothing about it. Like due process, basically goes yeah. out the window. Basically, they would just throw you in jail. Yeah, there's forget about you. I mean, the Patriot Act is definitely like an extensive thing. I'm I'm no expert. Um, but that's basically what it was and it's in its very simplistic form i definitely yeah. urge people to go look in you know into more of the the finer details um but yeah i mean it's like one of those things where um you know like a lot of people just like accepted it they're like well this is just what it is it's for our safety you know i think the difference was though <laughs> the patriot that came out of like after the aftermath of 9 11 where yeah. people were more willing to accept that where yep. this is just kind of coming off well that's why some the, people are like it's a false flag well basically. the reason why they got rid of pornography in the first place is they thought it would reduce the amount of sexual assaults that happened in korea mm-hmm. um so I think we've had enough data to probably prove that isn't the case after 30 years, but right. um, who knows? So at yeah, point, it, like it is interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is very interesting. I'm, I'm actually curious on what's going to happen, though, because it seems like Korea's political process for the most part works. I mm. mean, they did remove a president with no violence, like nothing happened. Yeah, that's very true. They did it like in like the most peaceful, democratic way possible for the most part. Yeah. If I remember everything correctly. So Yeah, there's a lot of protesting and it went to the courts and the court said, Yeah, she was in breach Incompetent. of her duties and yeah. got rid of her. So So I think if they do the same thing with this law, then I think it can be overturned or it can at least be adjusted to the point where it doesn't seem like they're spying. But Well I I just searched up uh just now. Yeah. It says that according to this article on Korea Bizwire, which I'll be honest, does not sound like the most reliable of sources. <laughs> but uh, Check your sources, guys. It was, it's hard to find a, uh, a source yeah. in English. But it says that uh, there is a, and uh, I'm sure you two can elaborate more as well, you, you know about it, that there is a social social crisis in South Korea where photos of women in... Um, oh, yeah, voyeurs. Ab- yeah, like a, yeah, either upskirt photos. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. They put cameras in toilets. Or the bathroom floor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for example, um, in Korea, cell phones by law cannot you cannot turn the sound off for the click of a camera because they have such a problem where people are taking secret photos of people. Right. Of course, you can use apps. You know, people still use apps to get rid of it, but still, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. In the, this was put in place to kind of combat that, and it's such a problem, and people, I think, like, revenge porn as well is a thing, you know, where mm-hmm. people, po- you know, oh, you broke up with me? Well, I'm going to post those nudes online. Ha, 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 kind of thing. That's a problem. So it says here, this is kind of part of a move to uh, combat that, but it just seems so out of proportion, and clearly, like, 
doesn't really. I guess, but like, a, how many packets are they gonna get a day, and like, how many of those are gonna have like upscore photos in them? Like, that, well, that's what like, I'm saying. It seems like, like, like a, a, a giant mountain of data, and how are you gonna get enough people to sift through it's it? It's like dropping a bomb on an ant hill because you know there are a few too many ants in there. Right. I don't. I, and I, don't. I mean, I don't know the specifics or the reasoning because it's fairly recent, and there's very few English sources other than it seems like. Um, very clearly angry people who are translating them, so I don't know how right. much I trust the translation. Oh, it, it says here that from legally, pornography is a very like is not very clearly defined. Mm. So when it makes a law blocking this kind of thing, it ends up blocking many things because the definition is not very good. I mean, right. the definition of pornography, I, now that you bring it up, has been a problem in Korea where you even had like K-pop videos that were a little risque getting blocked right. from, from network television because they were considered pornography. Hmm. Interesting. So, so it seems like this, like this law. I mean, so even from the foundation of like the definition not even being like completely, like drawn out, this law that is now built around this one, uh, uh that another law. Um, sorry, let me break this down. <laughs> the foundation, the definition of pornography is already very vague, right? So now we right. have this new law that is coming in, and this new law is basically based around this vague definition. It's not going to make anything better, basically. So whoever drew up this law. Um, you know, probably did it in a half-assed manner. So now they're going to reach the backlash. The first thing they need to do, and of course I'm not an expert, but it seems like the first thing they need to do is actually do a concrete definition of what the defi- I mean, of what pornography is, and then you can go ahead and draw the law around that. I think a lot of this, though, is just pandering where you have um, a lot of uh, conservatives here who just see the law and think they got a victory, and right. they don't really care what the definition of pornography is. They just banned it. And those, so. are, the, and those are the same guys who well, watch we, pornography we, and partake in prostitution and do all that shit. Well, I, I, I don't Probably. know that, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, it seems like they have no, like, what's the word, um, reason to change this definition be more specific about the definition yeah maybe they want to vague for a reason yeah that yeah maybe that's their intent yeah, yeah. That, exactly back to my point that you know this is almost an excuse but it, it does is it true that like mainly pornogra- pornographic sites are being watched or is it literally they can they can see where where anything is going well i need to so look it, into it but the way i understand it from the article and the translations i've read is that um instead of just sending the packets right from point a to your computer yeah. it's in the packets through point a through a filter the korean government and has put in place to your computer and then, mm-hmm. ah, okay and I don't know if they're storing the packets or not. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't really want to comment too strongly on it when I clearly have yeah, no fucking idea what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but uh, based on what a, you've said, that is curious though. It's just a super interesting situation. Well, I fear that to people... any people suffering out there, um, fear not. <laughs> <Yeah>. Italian Pornhub <laughs> is still accessible. So <laughs> www.pornhub.it. Mm. Uh, yes, Pornhub. I will accept checks. By the way, just uh, yeah. just for, for this, but yeah, it's still. Still accessible. So. There you go. You just have to learn and everything sh- you want to search for in Italian now. I, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Basil for that tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, oh Basil. You are a fucking hero without uh, you even knowing it. Indirectly. You have, you have probably saved many young men and women's oh, yeah. lives with yeah. that information. Yeah. Or alternatively, like I said before, you could just use a VPN. So you could do that too. Right. Oh yeah, I was. I mean, you know, I mean there's many ways. That's something that when you know we we all know what people people are like. If they yeah. want to watch porn, they're gonna watch porn. Oh, you're gonna find you a know, way. There is yeah, you, yeah, yeah. There, nothing can come between a human and their porn. <laughs> it, it just. I mean, it's like what like ninety percent of the actual internet. So like, yeah. how yeah. could you? So, that, you can't you block not? all that. On that note, though, you guys should really look into like some of the effects of like what pornography can have. Oh, on I can imagine, like it is. It's like, crazy, yeah. dude. Like, they're crazy good and crazy bad at the same time. Yeah, I know. It's insane. Um, well, and, they like, yeah. and the porn industry has changed like drastically over time as well. Jeez, um, yeah, yeah. So I, even, I haven't seen it, but I heard there's some really good uh, documentaries on Netflix about the the porn industry. When there porn are. ends, yeah, and, and it, uh, 
it's like called like girls for sale but like mm. those young it's about like young girls that like get into porn and it is some of them are really bad yeah does like, then having watched that does that make you feel a little uncomfortable or guilty about watching porn or oh mm. boy yeah it's more, yeah <laughs> that, that, that that's a thinker i'm in the middle <laughs> which shouldn't be surprising to you guys yeah i mean yeah, yeah. It, um me personally i try to stay with the bigger companies because i feel like then they they, no. they treat their girls better hopefully but mm. ethical porn consumption excellent or guys but i watch girls mitch what do you watch guys I, that um, makes sense well <laughs> i just i <laughs> just click the first video that i see I get, you know like there's i'm I see you know the google uh i'm feeling lucky i yeah. just, oh, I just go for oh god I learned that Google can tell you jokes recently. I know it's <laughs> side note. Sorry, but thanks, thanks, Dodie. So if I if I ask Google now, yeah, do it. Let's see if this works. Say Google, tell me a joke. All right, let's Try see it. if this is. This I did this last work. week, this so I know good. it's gonna work. Am I getting trolled gonna... right now? No. Hey Google, tell me a joke. <clears throat> I just comes up with Hey Google, tell me a joke. YouTube no, videos. No, speak, speak, speak it into the phone. I did, and have it respond to you, or I can use mine. Yeah. Wait, now let's try. All right. It's the assistant. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. <laughs> I'm, I'm sending out. You have to say it with Hello. Him. Hey, Google. Oh. Hey, Google. Why am I talking to it like it's You're a friend? Shit. Hey, Google. <laughs> okay, I got it. You should do it in an American accent, Mitch. I'm too embarrassed to do that. <laughs> hey, yeah. Google. Tell me a joke. I just set it up, Jamel. Bastard. Sure. Here's one of my favorites. How did the vacuum cleaner oh, shit. die? Oh, I'm like, good. She, she's American and mine's is English. All right, do it again. Hold up. But do, turn the volume up and put them in the microphone. Yeah. yeah. Her. Her, Jamel. Her. So, no, Sorry, it, Jesus. It's, not a, it's, a, it's an inanimate object. It. it has a woman's voice. It. So, oh, so if it has a woman's voice. No, I'm yeah. not getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Google. Oh. I was, I was too aggressive. It closed it down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Where is, how'd, you, how'd you open the assistant? Where is it? I just, I just hold down the middle <laughs> button. Do that like that. And this we is... we have devolved. Hey Google, into... hey, Google tell Google. me. Oh, look. sorry. God damn it. Go ahead, man. And we have no, devolved. No, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> hey Google, don't tell Jamel a joke. Tell me a joke. Now you're gonna confuse it. <laughs> you did. No. You confused it. Just say, tell me a joke. That's it. Okay, tell me a joke. He thinks your name is Jamina. Tell me another joke. Here are the top search results. <laughs> You okay. know what? Google. You're your UK Google some shit, but she she sounds, <laughs> let's do America the she beautiful. She sounds much okay. nicer than American Google. <laughs> okay, here are the results. Yeah, nicer and more incompetent. Yeah, exactly. Appear. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Don't worry. That's why American. Hey Google, tell me a joke. Sure. Here's a movie joke for awards season. What '90s romantic comedy do shepherds find terrifying? Sheepless in Seattle. <laughs> Is that not amazing? I bet the British joke would have been funnier now. It probably let's let's try one more time. Yeah, try one more time. Hey Google, tell me a joke. It's easy to get over a fear of elevators. You just take some steps to avoid them. That's actually good. I like that. That was better than the other one. Yeah, it wasn't good, but it was it was a delivery too. So this is shout out to Dodie, by the way. Um, she's the one who told me about this, and so Dodie and her husband Jude, um, they like when they're like in car rides, like traveling for their uh, music and stuff, or like their band. Um, Dodie's just in the car, and she's always just asking Google for jokes, and like a lot of them are just like stupid, like you know, simple jokes. But you get a, a few good ones here and there. So there you go, guys. If you ever bored, just ask Google to tell you the joke. Or Siri, I guess. I think Siri can do it too. 
cool. <laughs> Look at Mitch over here texting his heart away. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. I just I just got Google to tell me a joke, guys. Yeah. So yes, I'm telling all my friends back home. I'm just so excited. I I had to share it with everyone. That makes sense. So um so yeah, this I mean career important. There you go. You know it's interesting to me too because I remember. I was like using a VPN originally, and then I didn't have to use a VPN, and then I had to go back to using a VPN. It's annoying as shit. I wanted to make up what their a minds. Crazy life you lead. <sighs> you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I mean, I'm looking at an idea right now. Yeah, yeah I know, right? The porn adventures of Jamel. Yeah, fuck. I'd watch him. I'm very simple though when it comes to porn. So, <laughs> anyways, moving on. So, why don't we jump into uh, to your passions? Like, what do you what are you too passionate about? Um, yeah, who wants to go first? Well, I mean, in case you hadn't noticed, with the incredibly long and drawn-out conversation we had earlier, I'm very passionate about D&D. Okay, tell me more about it. Well, like, wh- you already tell me why, basically, because you, yeah. you said that before. Is there anything else you're passionate about? Um, that's a... I mean, yes. <laughs> Magic. But, right. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm passionate about it. Like, <laughs> right now... I would say D&D, just because it takes up a lot of my free time, both headspace-wise and planning. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'd say I'm passionate about teaching, of, as that's my job, and I feel like if you're going to do a job, you spend eight, nine hours a day, five days a week doing it, you should care somewhat about it. Yeah, like, I agree. So, of course, I put a lot of time and effort into uh, trying to prep classes and thinking about how I be- can better serve the students and help them um, learn better. So I'm passionate about that. I'm passionate about movies and media but i mean who isn't that is rather boring passion to state you know well, i would say you're a little bit more passionate about that because when you judge a movie you judge a movie that's true yeah he yeah. does i'm yeah so yeah I, but, but to be fair when he judges anything he judges anything no that's true. well well i would yeah. say i think part of the reason that i'm so successful as a dm is because i am incredibly picky about everything no not food food i'll eat everything but like <laughs> when it comes to some that kind of like consuming a story hmm. I feel like I'm I'm very very picky picky about that. So I'll really really think on an idea, really really think on the story and what worked and what didn't work, and a bit much. And it makes it I make people a bit uncomfortable. I, like it's it, I don't think of it as a good thing, but I think the one good thing that I can get out of it is that it helped my D and D game get better. Mm. So back yeah again D and D. There you go. I'm just a D and D machine. I'm uh, that's all I exist for. Wizards, they need to hire you, man. That's yeah, seriously, bro. You just need to go work for Wizards. I mean, that's, that's my dream job. I'm actually currently. Uh, writing I'm with Dan we're mm. writing a module that will uh, hopefully Pave we've been way. accepted to be, to write it and if we do a good job good enough job writing it we'll publish an adventure that will be part of the wizard's catalog of adventures that they sell for people to use yeah you First know what steps you, you know what you could do too alternatively you can like make your own D&D you can make your own that's tab- our own tabletop, tabletop game. RPG. Yeah, that's, that's that might be a better way because instead of like you know basically slaving yourself away for wizards, yeah, you but could I, I, just, but uh, I don't yeah. find the mechanics of the game as interesting as the story making. The, right. You know, the mechanics are a way that you have these rules, so it isn't just like random stuff happening here and there. But the for me at least, and I know that many people would disagree, but the mechanics are like a means to an end. Mm. They're a way that you can do the things that you want to do, but the things that you want to do are the most important things. And mm. most people just make their own mechanics eventually anyway, like right. within the mechanics. So. so, And that's what's great about it compared to other systems. I've tried a few other systems, and what I like about D&D is it's got everything, en- but it's also it's, it's got just enough that you can take it and run with it if you want to. Like it's got what you need. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. But if you want to add a bit more, it is very easy to just add more yourself. So someone can pick it up very easily and understand it very easily. But after you've played it a while, you can see the intricacies of it. And you can add on top of the intricacies in the, th- the word I just said before. Um, 
that's that's a word <laughs> uh and you can add on top of it very easily very smoothly and kind of semi make your own rule but yeah to me i if i did work for, if you were listening to this which i'm sure you are i know jamel is probably very high <clears throat> up on your i'm gonna send them to them directly so no, they okay, can listen to it then, and if they uh, don't listen to it well <clears throat> then yeah i would yeah. that would be my dream to make chris perkins mm. who is one of the the head christopher perkins the head writers of dnd is like yeah, my idol as far as this goes. He's an incredible writing. And if I could do that as my job, even if I could just do that as like a side thing, even if I could just do that as a hobby, I think I would be very pleased. Dude, I'm going to cut this clip and then and like tweet it to him. Tell, mm-hmm. him, to, tell him to listen. And, and he was like, so you and however many other people, fuck off. I'm not giving you a job. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> if I gave him all a job, I'd be out of a job. Yeah, yeah, exa- yeah. exactly. That's true. Yeah. What makes you specific? Oh, you, you talk to some friends on a, on a podcast about it. Well, la-dee-da, aren't you special? <laughs> aren't you special? Yeah, I'll show and, you the real straw. And basically <laughs> anybody can have a podcast nowadays. Like it's so yeah, easy. Exactly. Like um, I mean, it's pretty easy. Like of course the quality and everything else that goes into it, it can be more difficult, but like really like most people with a smartphone, you can just yeah. like record your voice on your smartphone, upload that shit, you know, uh, edit it a little bit and then boom, you got a podcast. Yeah. So it's really not that hard, but it does take effort. So still your microphones are very impressive. Yeah, but you know, they're also very bad because like they're condenser mics, so they pick up everything. Like I told you earlier, like you can hear everything. Even when like Dan was earlier like like tapping his foot a little yeah. bit, like I could hear that. It I'm, was like it was crazy. Yeah, I'm a very fidgety person, so yeah. I I'm apologize if there's like weird noises where I've accidentally hit the mic or Well, I also apologize in the same. No, it's okay. You actually in the beginning of my podcast, we were using the beanbag chairs. Oh my. That was a fucking shit show. It was <laughs> it was a lot of fun, but like every time somebody moved or you moved like a little bit, all you heard in the background was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've I've upgraded to regular chairs now. Everybody should be proud. Anyway, so let's go ahead and move on. Um, go ahead, Dan. What are you passionate about? Um, I would say uh, first of all, it would be um, <laughs> cooking. Cooking, nice. Cooking. Um, I'm passionate about like my job or like what my duty in life is. Um, just making sure I'm doing good at whatever my main money is or my main goal, and then um, probably learning language. Okay, so you have three. All right, so what is your favorite things to cook? Um, what jobs are you particularly passionate about? Mm-hmm. And then uh, what was the third one? Language. language. Language, yeah. What languages do you like to learn? Um, okay, so cooking, I first of all, I think it's a gift that you can give anybody, and if you do it well enough, they can, they will enjoy it. So it's like the perfect gift to give to anybody um, because it, you also put your heart and soul into it. So um, I personally am really good at cooking barbecue and pizza, but I can do anything if I learn it. And uh, I can't do it as much in Korea because I don't have um, – the tools I did like like a stove or a grill or anything but like back in America I would just like every dinner I just like experiment like well if I put ranch on chicken or like something like that or um just try different combinations of things figure out what was good and then I eventually serve it to people if it was good nice so how would you know like if it was bad then what would you do would you toss it or would you make yourself eat it I mean for me it's it's all good like I there's not too many things I won't eat so I just make myself eat it but at the same time I'd be like Probably wouldn't serve that to somebody. Well, what, like, what is the the thing that you're most proud of that maybe uh, some people would hear them be like, why the fuck would you put that together? Yeah. Like, oh, give me a minute. <laughs> yeah. Like, like for, I, for example, me, like I, when I was a student, I would always make ramen omelets. Ramen omelets? Uh, like, you know, you get the egg, you put in the, you mix in the, you like, you cook the noodles, yeah. boil the noodles, put it in with the egg, then put in the powder that you get from the super noodles yeah. and then add anything else. And then as a student, that is incredible. Like a pack of noodles would be 10 pence, which is what, like, uh, 15 cents yeah and then eggs are like nothing <laughs> and then any extra is just whatever and that that meal was a, was a huge meal that would easily fill me i could eat just lunch and that mm. so 
All right, for me, I guess it would be um, <laughs> it won't be weird for you guys, but uh, I used to be able to get galbi back in America. And for those of you who don't know, galbi is just Korean short rib, but they cut it off so there's like little fragments of bone in the meat. You have to cut around them. So I literally just make a giant mountain of galbi with and just meat, just pure mountain of meat, and then eat that with some sauce. Mm. And then everyone would be like, "Why are you eating around the bones? Like, what's the point? Like, just get a steak, that kind of thing." So. Hmm. And then you also like to barbecue. Yeah, yeah. So love barbecue. Are, yeah, and smoking, right? Yep. Yeah. Do you have any like particular meats that you like to to smoke or barbecue the best? Or um, well, usually if I if you came over to my house and I knew you, we were friends, I knew you were coming, I'd probably make you a brisket, um, and either a chicken or some ribs, depending on what what you like. But I can make any assortment of smoked meat, but my brisket and my chicken are probably the best. All right. Can you tell us about how you make your brisket? All right. So it's pretty simple. Um, I get some uh kind of wood, you know, like maple or mesquite or some something that I'm feeling at the time. Right. Um, start that cooking, get the brisket going for about mm, five or six hours. Nice slow roast. Um, usually you can um see a nice smoke ring when you cut it up. So uh, let it let it smoke for about five six hours. It'll come out, be a nice little smoke ring on it. Cut it up, put some barbecue sauce on it. It'll be chewy and crumbly and ready to go. So what about seasonings and like, do you oh, buy a barbecue sauce or do you make your own barbecue sauce? Um. So. I don't make my own because uh, I find other people do it better. Yeah. But um, for seasonings, I would use an assortment of dry rubs first. Um, so get it all rubbed up when the meat was uh, still raw. Right. And then smoke it and then put a barbecue sauce on it. So what about, so like what kind of seasoning, what kind of dry rub then? Like tell um, me some of the ingredients that would go into it. Right. So I started out with this stuff. I can't remember the name, but it was from um, Alabama. It was like an Alabama dry rub and my family bring it back for me. Nice. So I started doing that, figuring out the ingredients that were inside of it that I would... Um, just try my own combinations for myself. So I usually use the um, Alabama dry rub, but uh, I had a assortment for different meats. Okay. Do you know you're quite the cook on too? Yeah, yeah, I like to cook as well. What about you? What would be like your <clears throat> signature signature what is what uh, signature? signature dish? Yeah. Thank you, Jamal. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm here but for. But that but uh, would be kind of odd. Like someone would be like, "That is a bizarre meal." Or like, I'm, what? Mm? I don't really make anything odd, to be honest with you. Well, mm, I th- I would say so. Here's the thing. I would say my signature dish is ravioli, homemade. Handmade, you make you make ravioli. the pasta, don't you? Like, yeah, I make I mean, my pasta from scratch. You make everything. I make pretty much filling. everything from scratch. Yeah. From what I've heard, like whenever you cook. You don't fuck about you. No, I do it all from scratch. Um, nine, 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 like nine times out of ten, I do it all from scratch. So if I had to do like a signature dish, then I would absolutely say um, my ravioli, and I like to do the sauce from scratch too. So I could do Alfredo sauce, I could do tomato sauce, like marinara, and then go from there. Um, why haven't you cooked that for us yet? Yeah, it, t- it takes a lot of work, and I don't have a lot of space. Um, so yeah, that is not. Pasta, pasta, you need like a lot of space to actually like roll it out. Um, oh, look so. how big your apartment is. What do you want to do on the fucking floor? Like Jesus yeah, Christ! Like, <laughs> I mean, this floor is pretty clean. <laughs> For us, yes. <laughs> okay, fine. Maybe next next time. time. Well, it's too late for Dan, but I expect ravioli. I, I so. expect freeze-dried ravioli in the mail, Jamal. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you make that shit yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so I would say that might be my signature dish. One of the, I guess, weirdest things like you could, that I've made, and I'm putting quotation marks here, um, was when I was an undergrad in Kansas State University for one year through like a, like an exchange program. And my roommate, uh, whose name is also Mitch, um, or Mitchell, I should say. He doesn't like to be called Mitch. Mitchell. Um, Mitch, Mitch shout out better. to Mitchell. Mitchell's a great guy. Not you, but the other one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I used to make Thanks. these like <laughs> I used to make these like uh, these breakfast sandwiches, which were basically like brunch sandwiches. So what I would do is I would make French toast, and then what I would do is I would fry two eggs over easy. Okay, and then what I would do is like on the on each side of French toast, I would put a little syrup. Put a little bit of honey, and then put one fried egg on one side, put another fried egg on the other side, and then I would fry some ham, and then um, and then put the ham on there, 
or bacon doesn't matter and then you just and then you put cheese on there and then that's what you have so now you have a french toast on top a french toast slice, slice on top french toast on the bottom you have two over easy eggs so when you bite into it the yolk just comes out and then you have fried ham and you have cheese that's all melted into it so it's like a cholesterol sandwich Ooh, you think that was bad. I used to make rice balls, like fried rice balls with cheese in the middle. Oh, my God. I mean, did amazing. they have Wendy's in England? Uh, actually, my <laughs> town was one of the few places that had Wendy's. So did you ever so have a bacon? I, so I did, yes. So I used to get a quadruple bacon air back in college. That's a cholesterol sandwich, Jesus my friend. Jesus oh Christ. Well, I, I, I cannot keep up with you Americans. <laughs> yeah. You're exceptional food. Yeah, no, that's not even the worst. What was the worst? The thing that KFC had, right? The oh, the double down. The double they, down. They sold that here. I had that here. Yeah, that, I, I never had as, that. But it wasn't God. as bad as, it was just like two pieces of fried chicken, which you get a pack of, uh, like a, a box or whatever you're gonna you're getting that many pieces of chicken anyway it just looks kind of like what because you're replacing the bread with chicken bread's not even that good anyway so i would never try that sandwich i don't know i mean every time i see that sandwich i feel like i'm gonna die as soon as i finish it yeah yeah well have you seen the ramen sandwich they had here a few back oh yeah. a few years back where it was like um i don't know i never ate it but it was like hard noodles in place of bread and then the burger in the middle I mean, they don't sell that it anymore. Terrible. So, I, yeah, they don't sell it anymore. So, I can't imagine it was very I mean, popular. Yeah, that sounds good. pretty bad. You guys actually. ever seen the rice burgers? Yeah, yeah, what those are pretty that? good. They, um, like, they they take like some rice and make a bun and then put a burger in the middle. Hmm. But then sometimes as well, they get different ingredients in it. So you can get like tuna, you can get kimchi, you can get yeah, uh, some you can gobi, do different things. Like, okay. it's, it's pretty and, it, and it's super cheap because you know rice. Yeah, they're practically given it away. Yeah, um, that's true. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, if if um. Yeah, in terms of weird stuff, like, I would say that's, well, are different. Like, I haven't heard about that, but I guess that's kind of, like, a normal thing for some people, maybe. Mm. So, what, do they fry the rice first? And then no. they, they, they no. put it together? it's like no. the sticky rice. The sticky rice, man. Really? Yeah. You should, hmm. I'll show you a picture. Yeah, I'm curious. Um, in the meantime, so, yeah, so, so, you're passionate about cooking. You love yep. to smoke things. You love to grill things. Um, the second thing was, uh, the third thing was learning languages. The second thing was, what again? Um, my uh, uh, my job, your job, yeah. So tell me, like, what, well, like, what is your like, which job are you like completely passionate about? Man, like, currently you're a teacher. I've obviously. done I've done so many jobs. I could just find a nice thing about every one of them. So, okay. Um, so you like to find the positives? Like going back to like what Mitch was saying, he was like, yeah, well, yeah, if you're gonna do a job for eight or nine hours a day, you better find something. That's- I mean, there are ups and downs. Like, um, some jobs I flat out quit because I couldn't find the positives. But normally, if I stayed in a job more than six months, I found something about it I like. So, so what, what were the jobs you quit? Um. All right, so I'll just go through the whole history because, like, um, it's, it's pretty extensive. But I started out as working at McDonald's. I quit that one after three months because who likes working at McDonald's? And <laughs> I got another job at a clothing store. Right. My job at the clothing store was I worked in the back, and I had to unpack everything and then get it, get security on it, steam it if it was hanging, and then put it out uh, in the store. And they expected me to do 100 items of clothing every hour. Right. Oh, uh, shit. From, from the box to the store every hour. So I was hustling. But I really enjoyed that because I wanted to keep my um, efficiency up. And um, I was basically made a manager of that after a year. So, okay. Um, yep. real, real quick, uh, what is something that you should not eat at McDonald's? I would say filet of fish, man. Why is that? Because, like, it comes and it's frozen and it's already fried and they just throw in some oil and it's just, like, I, I don't know. Like, for some reason, it just makes me sick every time I see it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I, anytime anybody works in, like, fast food, I always ask them, like, what is the one thing you should not eat at this place? Is there anything you've heard from someone else that, you know, you want to pass on to us and your your plethora of Basically, listeners? the beef at Taco Bell. Anything that has beef in it, don't do it. Wait, why? That's what I've heard. 
Don't ruin it for me, man. Yeah, I'm just saying. Ruin it. Go. Mitch asked. Yeah, tell me more. I won't tell you more except for the fact that apparently, apparently, you should not be eating the beef at Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Now, honestly, I never eat the beef at Taco Bell anyway. I always prefer the chicken. I mean, you guys want to hear some crap. The like, chicken quesadilla is the shit. Have you got, do, you have Ar- do you have Arby's in England, So Mitch? good. Arby's yeah. is amazing. And that was another one. I don't know what it was about my town, but there was so, the one Arby's that opened up and then closed down after about a year. But yeah, So what I've heard about Arby's is yeah. the meat comes as a liquid in a bag and then they got to freeze that stuff and cut it. Have no you seen, shit. Have you seen the the uh, subway? Like, don't eat a subway. Have you seen what the bread oh, looks like? The what? What the bread looks like? The bread? No. Well, it's most like, of them cook it there. So imagine my penis, and then that's kind of like the the size we're thinking about, and then they like <laughs> inject it with something. I apologize, everyone. That was that was <laughs> so, a, so they that get was a two, a, that was a low blow poor they disgusting inject, joke. They, they get a two inch thing of uh, bread, <laughs> and then they inject it. Something. And then it just like pops. But up. Yeah, so it's like oh, you can't see, but it's maybe like. Two inches wide, yeah, and then as long as the bread is, and right. then whatever they do with it, it just—I think they basically inject it with with what? I don't know, but it's not like the dough, and then it gets bigger. It's just maybe, well, maybe yeast. it is. Maybe I'm just an idiot. Maybe they inject and, it with uh, yeast. I should be quiet, but well, now I'm curious about this because, like, I mean, Subway's definitely one of those things that, like, because what else were you not supposed to eat from Subway? Like chicken, right? The chicken, yeah, yeah. it just sits there. Just, well, even yeah. like the the lettuce, but it wasn't even completely chicken water. Right? It's not even lettuce. It's just like all the vegetables are so bad. Yeah. Mm. Even in Korea, though, I I, I find so. the taste is absolutely no different, which scares me even more. That like halfway across the world, and mm. the food manages to taste exactly the same. Mm. Dude, Subway in Korea made me so mad last week. Why? There's a new one that just opened up by my place, so I was going over there, and I was ordering in Korean. And I, as soon as I start ordering in Korean, the guy looks at me straight up, just looks at me, goes, "You can speak English, you know." <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, I'm, I'm "Every so- time I speak English here, you guys mess up." Yeah. And Sure enough, the guy messed up four times, and I let him know he messed up. Oh, my God. It made me so mad. Come on, Subway. Yeah. Damn. I like Subway, though. I do, um, too. Yeah, I, I would say... I don't. You don't have to do you. <laughs> Fucking... I, no, I used to eat Subway on the way from home from school, like, every day. Hmm. It was my shit, but... Well, no. What was your go-to sandwich? Oh. That's, yeah, that's... Mm. That's that's, mm-hmm. that's the question. The Subway Club. It's so hard. The oh. That's the turkey and ham, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know that one. That was my shit. That's your shit. What, what, you, what toppings you get on it? <laughs> Everything. You get everything <laughs> on there? Yeah, what everything. An what is wrong with everything? If I'm paying money, I want to get my money's worth. See, people tell me that all the time. Like, but if you're eating something that you don't like, like no, but I, I don't. I, just, I, do, I, I just like see this everything. big mess okay. of sauce like oozing out. Like, I don't get oh, all the sauces. The there's the oil. It would be like I would get like garlic mayonnaise, or I would. I, that would be that would. Whoops. That's where I would get all creative and crazy. Each time would be a different sauce. Oh, that man. is that is how I got mileage out of a Subway sandwich. <laughs> so they would expect you coming in. They'd be like, "Oh, today, do you want ranch?" And you'd be like, "No, no, no. I want mustard." And then they would say, "Oh my god, are you gosh. sure?" And then I would slam my hand down on the counter. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> a while, a while, peering at the the poor girl or the poor man who's just standing behind the counter. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus! Did you get free cookies? Free? No, they'll just get the the set. You get the no, cookie and the, the drink. And yeah. the cookie and the drink. What's your favorite cookie? The uh, oatmeal cookie. Of course, oatmeal raisins the best. I don't care exactly. what anybody says. Because yeah. maybe like oatmeal. Why would you eat that? Mm. Yeah, but well, it is amazing. It's oatmeal so raisin. good. Yeah. Look, chicken quesadillas from Taco Bell, Subway sandwiches from Subway. We have the Subway Club for Mitch. What do we have for Dan? For uh, what? Like, what's your favorite Subway sandwich? Oh, I always get the Italian BMT. Oh, you know what? I love the Italian BMT. That's my it's shit. It's cheap. You get three meats, and they're all good meats. 
Yes. Well, if they're actually me, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, man, we've been worried on that stuff since like elementary school. It's <laughs> so all the it's, same. No, it's all the point. same. No. So what what toppings do you like? Um, usually I go like the lettuce and an onion. Um, sometimes I feel spicy and I put on some jalapenos. Do you guys ever do the like the the, the what's it called the uh, oil and herbs? I don't because sorry, the oil and what? Or the sorry? oil and vinegar or whatever. The oil and what? Sorry, oil and vinegar or the, the oil, oil, oil and herbs. 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 Yeah, herbs. 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 However you want to say, I don't give a shit. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, Jesus. Um, I fi- I don't like the oil just because I feel like um it takes me long enough to eat it that it sogs it all up. Ah, okay. So, so so just onions and lettuce. Onions, lettuce, and then I throw some mayo on there. Sometimes some uh, Southwest sauce. Uh, the, yo, Southwest. The Southwest sauce. chipotle so, dude, sauce so is the best it sauce. Is so there. good. What is it though? Like, I don't know what it. I, okay. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just if it's I had chipotle. to break it down. Yeah, I would say it's a. It's definitely a mayonnaise based sauce. Um, okay. I would say maybe mayonnaise. A little bit of ketchup, maybe some like some spices like cayenne pepper and some other things, but it's definitely like a mayonnaise based sauce. I don't know what it is exactly, but it's fucking. Good. By the way, we we were just about we Chipotle were planning to go out to eat. Yes, and, I know. Uh, this is the worst conversation. Like I am, I'm I know we're hungry. hungry. So <laughs> should we uh, move it on? Move it we on we can move it on, but we're still talking about your passion. So we were talking about yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah oh. So let's let's jump into the third one then, which is languages. Yeah, languages. So um, basically, I started out in high school and I was learning French because I didn't want to learn French, but I was in the international baccalaureate program. If you guys know what that is. Uh, well, that's like the honors program, right? That's it's like an honors. Yeah, it's like an honors program for high school. It's supposed to help you get into college, and then I found out that colleges don't really care about that, and uh, there was a bunch of extra work. So I'm like, eh, nope. It. And I quit French, and uh, I started Japanese, and then I lived in Japan for six months, and I got really good at Japanese, and I really learned from learning and failing to learn French well how to learn another language well, and I really enjoyed learning Japanese and being able to connect with people who didn't speak English, um, and then. Some stuff happened in college, and that's another long story that we probably don't have time for. But um, I ended up coming to Korea, and I didn't know a lick of Korean. And then Mitch is much better than I, but um, I feel like I've learned enough of the basics just living here so and trying to learn some. So That's good enough, right? It's yeah. better than most people, actually. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that. Mitch is better than most people. but Well, yeah, I mean, but like most people don't even try. They're like, oh, fuck it. I'll just stick to this, and it's fine. I don't need to learn anything. <laughs> In my, I mean, in my experiences, at least. Well, yeah. yeah. A lot of people feel like they can get away. I mean, and you can get away without having to learn any. So they don't. But my, my thinking is, back home, the amount of uh, English people are like, well, if you're in my country, you should be speaking my language. Mm. And uh, that kind of stuff. Kind of. But then when English people go abroad, like there is a huge expat community in Spain. Mm. And you know they don't speak Spanish. I mean right. that's really funny because I that's the same reason I want to learn Korean. It's just like you know people are going to make fun of other people for speaking Spanish in America or like yeah. you should come to America. We speak English here. Adapt. <clears> then <throat> I need to do my best but to adapt. They come in, they're like, oh, yeah. it's just too much effort to learn the language. And yeah. like, I don't need it. I can get by without it. It's fine. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's it's, probably it's what they're saying. Hypocritical. The same. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So honestly, that's, that was my main motivator for starting to learn the language. Mm. I mean, and learning a language is very fun. And but I have a lot of friends back home who are always like going to the supermarket. Why do we need Spanish signs? Why does everything have to be in Spanish? Blah, 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 blah. And then like having lived in another country where I'm still learning, I'm trying to learn the language and they have a lot of signs and instructions in English. It is almost needed. I'd yeah. say these days. No, I agree. I absolutely agree. So, um, what other languages would you like to learn then? Um, ironically enough, um, <coughs> my family's actually from Italy. My great grandmother immigrated to America from Italy. Nice. So I would like to learn Italian sometime in the future. Okay. Um, and after that, I'd just figure out like what, what might sound fun. And hey, that sounds good. And Mitch, you're about to learn Italian if you're not. Well, I think learning. first I should relearn English. <laughs> if this conversation I think we should all anything. relearn English. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the plan is go to Italy, learn Italian. The end. <laughs> <laughs>
I was like, what's, what's, ne- what's next? <laughs> you know what you should do? Become an Italian chef. And then you can make me. But I'm English. I can't do that. That's impossible. You well, could just become the Italian Gordon Ramsay. Exactly. Solved. Boom. You have the same standards as but, you. No, the English. Well, well, yeah. But Gordon Ramsay's English and I'm English. Surely that doesn't but you work can, in any you way, shape, or form. You can be the English Gordon Ramsay in Italy. Yeah. Bingo. Bam. That's, and mean, then you can make me ravioli. That's not very catchy, though. Hey guys, come check out the English Gordon Ramsay, but in Italy, like that's okay. We'll come up with something better. Yeah, next good. time. Yeah, I'm. I'll be waiting. <laughs> okay, I, I hope so. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into the next one. So bucket lists. This one, you know, pretty simple. Like, what's on your bucket list? What do you want to do? I mean, I similar to Dan, I want to learn at least. I want to become fluent in one more language and be conversational in one or two more languages. I would say that'd be my bucket list. I also. I don't know. I I don't really think about the things like oh, I really want to do this, I really want to do that, because then you, you just set yourself up for disappointment. <laughs> so my bucket <laughs> list is: I want to have a good night's sleep. <laughs> I want to have a delicious dinner. Yeah, that is about as far as my bucket list goes. No, you're, really. you're a simple man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I actually ironically agree with Mitch. Is I don't want to set myself up for failure or uh, unrealistic expectations. So um, I just want to get married to a um, somebody who. Uh, what was that? Who doesn't yeah. kill you in your sleep? No, somebody Good. who um, I, I can trust to have my six and uh, we can work together. <laughs> but like, fail fa- fa- Just that you use uh, that she's got your six. Yeah. I really like. Like she's literally she put that in standing. The she's I, like, I, literally, I shall literally, have literally, your six yeah. what are, until okay. all bogeys <laughs> are defeated. And she's, right. and she's standing there with a six in her hand. <laughs> just like a cutout <laughs> six. And then full, she's gonna be full disclosure. It. Full disclosure. In my head, it's 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 not have my six and my ride or die, but that sounds a little bit too cliche. So yeah, I like the ride or die better though. Damn it! <laughs> Sorry, but then the, the it also works as a as a play on words. Oh, oh! <laughs> Ignore Mitch. <laughs> I didn't go that far. Ignore. See, this is why we said he's super judgmental. He just destroyed my <laughs> I didn't judge. Right now. I just that that was not judgmental. That was judgmental like shit to me. That's what it sounded like on the, his on these headphones. Here. I uh, you can hear I it in Mitch's no voice. Like, just... Or you could have done this, Dan. Yeah, we just. You know what? Well. Here, here is my life. Just tell me how to live it. <laughs> here you go, Mitch. <laughs> That's all I ask. That's all I ask. <laughs> um. So, out of curiosity, then, if but because you guys say like I, you know I don't want to set myself up for failure, but I think failure is a part of you know being able to progress and evolve and adapt and et cetera, et cetera, right? So, well, it's not so much like I don't want to I don't want to set myself up for failure, but it's more just it is hard to think about so far in the future. Mm. I just generally tend to think of it short like more short term and there aren't and I just generally don't have any long term real big goals that I want to do which I think is a problem in my life right now right. as I have I'm a little bit directionless um, and I would very much like to hey, if anyone's got any uh, bucket some list, some notes for my bucket list I am very much happy to take fucking them fucking PM Mitch yeah <laughs> like as soon as possible please please I'm desperate yeah. well how well, about how, I mean Mitch I, was, I would say like a bucket list item for you would be like to fucking write something for or you know create a world for but D&D I, i'm in the middle of like doing that. it so yeah also you're in the middle of it technically yeah so no i mean but like no you're just doing like a module i mean like a whole fucking book yeah but i i mean like what experience do i have i don't have any writing experience i don't have any like i'm starting from minus one and mm-hmm. i'm having to try like there are so many people out there who want to do this and yeah maybe in our circle i'm quite good at it but I am ninety percent sure, ninety more than ninety percent sure that there are people who are far better than me and actually have the qualifications or the like the work experience to back it up. What can mm. I say? Well, I uh, I taught, I did some D and D in my spare time in Korea, and I'm I was a teacher, so I, I, I'm your man. I wouldn't say yourself too short though. 
So yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, and I'm not like you, putting myself down. You've but seen I mean, the quality of some of the But I mean, I realistically, what do I have to show for it? Right. But I mean, having written one, Jamel, like I feel like you're selling those writers a little bit short because like what they what they want to write and what they have to write are two very different things. No, of course. I know I agree with you, but I mean, when we're talking about like the quality, like, oh, you know, I have no experience as a writer and like, well, yeah, there's a lot of people. Which is no, but what I mean writer, is like, for example, people don't, I don't have experience as a writer. So why would Wizards give me a second look? Right, but if you create something, if that's on your bucket list, like I, like, you, know, uh, you mean and, like, like I do it by myself, y- and then be like, "Hey, look how good this is." Yeah, like you well, can't ignore me. This yeah. is- <laughs> but again, like a bucket list, like something you want to do, like before you die, right? Like I feel like something like the the way you love D and D, like and the passion that you have for it. Maybe you would want to produce something that would like before you die. You want to produce something that would be like. You know that would be like amazing, and then yeah, you know I everybody mean, can play your campaign and be like, "Yo, fucking Mitchell Wesley of the Wesley Clan <laughs> wrote this." The wrote this, you know, this not not no, this that module, be, but this I, book yeah, that I guess people. If you put like that, that would be a bucket list thing. Is I would like to have to contribute something to D and D that people would be like, "Oh man, this was amazing!" Like whoever did this, they did, they wouldn't even necessarily have to know my name, but to know, for me to know that I created something and I gave and I put it out there, right. and people took it and then they used it and they were able to, and many and then they were able, the DMs would share it with more people and many people got to enjoy it and. Right. I like I made something that gave everyone, yeah, exactly. not just my group, because I. That's what I love about D and D is giving you guys that fun. But if I could give that out at a bigger scale, there you go. That would be, I guess. Yeah, See, I, Thank, just get, so I just gave you a bucket list. Th- you know, okay, I've, I've, yeah, I've, send, I've grown as a person. send the check. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once I get the Pornhub check, yeah, I'll give you. He'll forward it to you. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right, so how about you, Dan? Um, you got I just, list? yeah, uh, I just want to have a. I'm about to go back home and start a business, so I just want to have a business that thrives and I can grow from. Um, and I want to have a nice, successful family after that, and I want to be able to take care of my family around me. That sounds dope to me. When I, that means when I come back I'm, to the States, I'm going to be working for Dan because I'm going to be fucking broke. I mean, you want, you want to move out to, like, the middle of nowhere, sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, the money's He lives good. in Dejan. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I basically live in the middle of nowhere, so I know. Dejan's actually really nice. I mean, that park was pretty nice. Dude, I walk through that park all the time. Anyways, um, so yeah, do you have any other things on your bucket list? No, I'm, I'm a simple man. You're a simple man, from, just from like a Mitch. Simple place. I wonder who's more simple, Mitch or Dan. <laughs> well, you know, I should have like a fucking vote. <laughs> like when I post this podcast, like here, oh vote my. now. Who's Who more seems simple? the most simple? Like who's like number one? Who's more of an asshole? Boom. Number two, like who's I'm, more simple? I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm already gonna lose this because like Mitch is from England, so that already gives him an, an aura of complexity. You know That's what? The I accent agree. is a, is a mask that I use to full effect. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who needs a personality <laughs> when you have an depth accent? When you have an English accent. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's how villains work, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, that is how villains work. But the English accent can actually take you very far. It's true. Yeah. Especially with oh, women. I, I don't know why, why I said that's true. I have no Dude, experience. But that's, that's the weirdest thing. Because like, what I've heard is girls from England dig American guys because of the accent. And yeah. girls from America I, dig English I, guys because of the accent. It's different. That's why. The first one is quite true. Is it? I don't. I mean, the, there is cases of that, but I. I think it works far more in the opposite than it does. At least in my. And I mean, of course, my experience as an English guy is biased, but the feeling I get is definitely that it works more the other way than it does. You it know, definitely like, works in the states. As in, like states sure. love in the states, they love English accents. Yeah, they love that shit. In England, there are girls who like American accents, but it is it doesn't seem to have the same kind of like like it's, it's gen- like, like as liked as much. In fact, what is it? I think it was Irish accents were voted the sexiest accents. Um, really, Irish? Yeah. Well, top of the morning to you, anyhow. Um, that's not that. how real Irish people. <laughs> leprechauns. <laughs> yes, uh, Irish people. Well, I'm gonna go know. find my Lucky Charms now. So I love the Irish accent. So I didn't know it would be top like number one. So at LA, wait, 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 wait. So are we talking like the number one sexiest accent of like people who speak English? Yeah. Ah, oh, okay, interesting. So, sorry, I thought yeah. it was gonna be like Welsh. 
Welsh. Um, <laughs> uh, I personally, I would say Welsh <laughs> is my favorite accent. That is. Yo, have you ever seen the movie Filth? Yes. With James McAvoy. That's not what Wales though. That's Scotland. No, that's Scotland. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I know that. What I was going to say was they are, they are different people, Jamal. I know. Oh my Jesus Christ! So, anyways, what I was going to say was with James McAvoy, the Scottish accent is super hard to understand sometimes. Um, search up on YouTube Yoker Y O K E R, yeah. and uh, if you can understand that, I'll give you a gold star. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna check it out. So yeah, when it comes to accents, like I don't know who which one would be my favorite, but a Irish accent is pretty nice. So the Welsh accent is cool. I mean, it's very it's basically an English accent. You know, well, there's well, some yeah, yeah some I mean, but isn't everything basically an English accent if you break it down? Mm, no. Well, you okay, know, so- like the Southern accent and the English accent are incredibly similar. You think so? Like I was uh, watching this video of this linguist who was saying that, um, and she was like in the middle of talking, she would swap between English and Southern accent. Like, yeah. Came, so, like I remember exactly what it was, and maybe like I could send you the video and you could put it in the description of this. Yeah, I'm, thing, I'm curious because, so but it, yeah, and then they say like the South actually Southern accent is the closest to the English accent from when people started leaving England to America. Hmm. If that makes sense. Interesting. So. Very interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that because when I listen to them, they are quite different to me. But I guess they do have some similarities. Or I get, I don't know. I'm not a linguist. Um, cool. So is that everybody's bucket list? It's pretty easy. Cool. All these guys are on their phones. They're completely ignoring me. I'm done. Uh, waiting. Waiting for what? For, for you, you for son. The next part. Jesus Christ! I hate you guys. So and much. I was looking up the video so that I could send it. To yeah, you. sure you were. I don't believe you. Fucking liars. Anyways, so let's move on to the next one. <laughs> This is this is this. I want you guys to know that most podcasts that we're doing right now end up just like this. Okay. Yeah. So like what? Like we 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 switch topics quite often. Like we get off topic quite often, and then um you know there's normally some banter, and there's normally some insults, and then there's normally a little bit of love. Oh um well I, I'm gonna get out of the last part, but <laughs> okay. Well we, you had plenty of love last night. Oh, without his consent for the record. Um, <laughs> rape jokes very very cool <laughs> just kidding and then we're gonna hear like this is the police i know right we heard yeah <laughs> we know what you did mm-hmm. yeah what was that uh you oh i know what you did last summer yeah, oh yeah, god that was a terrible movie <laughs> all right so let's move on to the uh the next one then um so funny or unique stories that you've had while traveling abroad so basically anything outside of your country um and you know it doesn't have to be funny it doesn't have to be uh, you know, like something like ah ha 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 ha, but it should be something that's like you know inter- interesting and like maybe entertaining for the audience. So, yeah, what you guys got? I got one. So be- um, we were me and my uh, two coworkers were really drunk one night. It's about um one o'clock in the morning, and for those of you who don't live in Korea, that's all the trains have stopped running. So you got to find a taxi home. And so we're walking down the street. We're just having fun, you know, going bar to bar. We see this Korean guy just standing in the middle of the street. And this guy was funny as shit because you see the taxi start coming over the horizon, right? And you see the taxi, you start chanting, Suwon, Suwon, Suwon. And uh, Suwon's the name of a city, so that's where he wanted to go. And we were all the way up in Seoul, so Suwon's about an hour away. So he wanted to go to Suwon. So the taxi starts driving. He sees it. The minute he sees the taxi, he starts going, Suwon, 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 Suwon. The taxi drive by. And he just goes, and he goes, ah, motherfucker in Korean. <laughs> and then the next taxi comes in and the whole thing starts again. And we just stood there and we watched this guy for like 15, 30 minutes just enjoying the shit out of like watching this drunk guy go crazy on the side of the road. But like, so, so what was the weather like? It was pretty nice. Summer. Okay. So like maybe the taxi drivers had the windows down. Maybe they could hear him. Maybe. I don't know. But It, it would have been better if he had a sign. He probably should have just used his phone or something. Like, Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Because if I was a taxi driver, 
and somebody wanted me to take them to Suwon that's an hour away, yeah. that's going to be a lot of bread, right? That's like yeah, a lot yeah. of money. Mm, they fucked up. But at the same time, if he's drunk, you don't really want him throwing up in the cab. That's also a good point. Yeah, it's a, which is a common thing here, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a huge hassle for them, too. So. Have you guys ever uh, threw up in a taxi? <laughs> Funny no. story, actually. Oh, my God. So uh, <laughs> I went drinking, and um, <laughs> it was an all-you-can-drink vodka bar. Oh, my God. And I got I got slammed because I was with my old coworkers, and they could put it away. Okay. And so I got slammed with them. So we all got in the taxi together, and I was so drunk that I was motion sick. Which has never happened to me before or again. Mm. But um, I didn't know how to tell someone to pull over, so I just rolled on the window and threw up out the window. Mm. And then I was with um, my coworker from America, myself, and my Korean friend. So I gave my Korean friend 20 bucks. And so I like, give this a taxi as a tip. She's like, no, you don't have to. She gets out of the car, closes the door, looks at the side of the door where all this barf is. She's like, oh, and then the taxi drives away. Oh, really? And she's like, well, here's your money back. And I'm like, I kind of want to give it to that guy. And she's like, well, he's gone now. And I'm like, well, yeah. shit. And then I went home. Damn, you got lucky, man. One one time, like briefly, like my friends and I, we were in Ocean City. We were partying with my uh, for my friend's birthday, and he got he was fucking wasted. So we finally got like this like shuttle back to the hotel, and uh, he threw up in the shuttle. Oh. But, yeah, it was really bad. Um, and we basically like, and the and the, the the driver was like, "Did he throw up back there? Did he throw up back there?" And we're basically like lying, like, "Nah, man, he's good, bro. <laughs> nah, man, he's good." Because we knew like we would have to pay this man. So he really, he's not stupid. So he gets out, he, sh- he stops, right? We, we help my friend out of the car. There's, you know, throw up a little bit. There's a little bit. It's not too much. So this guy looks at it. He's like, guys, this is going to cost a lot of money, man. I need money, man. We're like, yo, well, yeah, we'll definitely pay you. And the guy's like, $200. We look at, get the fuck out of here. We're not paying you $200. Are you fucking crazy? Because it's really not that much, right? So we basically haggle him down and we're like, yo, you're being ridiculous. We're not paying you $200. And we haggle him down to 80 bucks. So we give him 80 bucks. And then we take my friend back into the, uh, to the hotel now while my friend is in the hotel while we're trying to get him adjusted in the bed me and my other friend Juan uh you know who you are uh (laughs) we're in the bathroom and we're trying to help my friend throw up in the toilet oh boy now since he is occupying the bathroom Juan who needs to also use the bathroom decides to go over to the porch right (laughs) the not the porch the fuck am I talking about the balcony um of the hotel room and we're like on the fucking 10th 12th floor or whatever he starts peeing over the balcony. <laughs> Dumbass didn't look down before he did it. So as he pees, little we didn't know. Little did he know he was actually pissing on somebody's head. <laughs> so the person who's below us calls security, calls the front desk, starts complaining. Security comes up to the door. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Open up. And of course they can hear us in there. We're like, what the fuck is going on? So they open up the door and they're like, you know, like you guys need to evacuate this room. We're like, well, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Um, now, for the record, me and Juan were gone at this point. Okay. And they were still helping my friend. We, we did our part. So we left. So we're drunk walking back to our room. They call us after like 15 minutes, uh, 15, 20 minutes, because apparently they're talking to security saying like, hey, the person who did it is gone. Like everybody's drunk. Everybody's just trying to sleep. We don't need to move. Like, they're basically trying their best like to, to not get evacuated from the premises for Juan peeing on somebody's head. Yeah. So. There you go. Sorry, I don't know where that came from. But it came from like a, like super drunk people. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, Mitch, what you got, bro? Well, I feel like surely every time you ask these questions, alcohol is is at the center. It's normally. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, you know what? No, there's quite a few stories that aren't aren't alcohol included. So yeah. What's the ratio? <laughs> if I I can't remember all the top of my head, but I would say maybe like fifty fifty. Yeah. So that's a, yeah. Well, 
mine will follow the same trend and yes. involve alcohol. In fact, I'm surprised Dan didn't tell the story. I don't mm. know if you'd be comfortable with the story. I'm, I, was I mean, are you of. comfortable with me telling? It? I won't. I mean, I'm fine with it. Then uh, let's go back three weeks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Let me uh, tell you a story, kids. <laughs> Once upon a time, there were three strapping young lads, Dan, Basil, and Mitchell. They had been achieving their dreams of writing something for Wizards of the Coast. They had reached a very, very important milestone in this writing, and they decided to celebrate, as young lads want to do. So first, we went, ate some, uh, we went, had some Chinese food, some Chinese liquor. Some lamb on a stick. Lamb on a stick, yeah, and we were like, well... No, that's a good way to start the night. Mm-hmm. So we went to a wine bar because, you know, mixing drinks is an excellent idea. Mm-hmm. So we had, we had two bottles of wine at the wine bar. But, we, we, um, you know, we're very excited. We're very, we're, you know, having great conversation, re- in a really good mood. Like, yeah, we are getting so much work done. This is great. We have done good work. You know, people are going to see this. And they're going to read this. And they're going to be like, damn, these kids, they, these kids, these guys, these people, they've, they have done a fucking amazing job. And, they, and we have done an amazing job. Uh, we need to keep going. We need to celebrate more. Like, we have done something incredible today. And at that point, I said, like, are you sure, guys? Because I don't know if we're going to work tomorrow. We're supposed to work tomorrow. And then they're both like, just keep it rolling, bro. And I'm like, let's do it. like, yeah. How often are we all three all three of us going to get together and celebrate like this? We need to make the most of it. So we went to the first bar. We went to the second bar. And then we started going to the third bar. This third bar, um, bit, bit, bit sketchy. Um, <laughs> definitely. And when I say definitely, well, I won't say just in case. That I don't want to get in legal trouble. So... Um, but it, it was a wonderful bar. It was excellent. There was nothing sketchy <laughs> about it. Safe. It was great. It was wonderful. Uh, Definitely not a front. No. So we were drinking there. We were drinking. We were, we were doing tequila shots. We were doing, vod- I believe, vodka shots. We were smoking hookah. We were drinking beers. We were getting. We were in, we were enjoying our lives mm. as much as we could. Um, and then we re- we well Dan Dan maybe enjoyed his life a little too much, and uh, passed out in the corner for a while. No 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 no. I passed out in the bathroom. No, there was also a seat, a, like a, the smoking area. No, 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 because what happened was, we met the we met the bartender who was Basil's friend, took yeah. a tequila shot. As soon as I took that shot, I felt it coming back up. I'm like, oh boy! Went no, no, to the bathroom. The, you you went. I don't know if you remember. You went to sleep in a. Uh... I'm getting there. Okay. Went went to the bathroom, puked my guts out, came back to the chair. It's like, all right, guys, I'm done. Fell fell my ass asleep in a chair. Mitch took a picture of that shit. Well, yeah. Sent it to the group. Made um, fun of me. Just just because for clarification. Every time uh, I hang out with these guys, I fall asleep first. I'm I'm not ashamed of it. I I I I work very hard, and I've earned my rest. Uh, so I normally fall asleep about half twelve one. So when I fall asleep, they decide to take pictures of me, post them in group chats, and be like, ah, "Mitch is falling asleep. What a loser doing a natural bodily function." Uh, and it's not from drinking. It's just from being tired. Well, that one time was from drinking. Well, one, yeah. Okay, <laughs> fine. One time was from drinking. Anyway, I was like, now is my chance for revenge. And then so I, I took a picture of him and I sent it to the group chat. So after I slept in the chair for a bit, Basil woke me up. He's like, yo, come over here. And he threw me down in a smoky section. I want me to sleep on a bench. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we decided, you know, enough is enough. We have drunk to our heart's desires. Let's t- let's go home. So we so we, we got up. We, we went to start going home. We started walking home. We were, we were in very high spirits. Uh, after consuming very high quantity of spirits, uh, <laughs> and we were we were walking, we were taking a shortcut, shortcut across a university campus to get to my friend's house where we we're going to stay. We we're going to wake up the next day, and we were going to continue our continue our work. But uh, as we were there, as we were on our way there, maybe thirty seconds away from his house, we saw this guy kind of just looking around. 
I'm jumping because Dan's memory of this is far. He was sitting on some like far. there was like three steps going up, and he was sitting on the steps, just kind of looking okay. sad. And then he he was like, oh hey, he's, he's a, he was a Korean guy, but he he was speaking English, and he asked if we could help him find his phone. So of course, we did because we are very kind, giving as you can probably tell from this podcast so far, mm. we're very nice individuals. Um, so we tried to help him find his phone. We were like one of the friends was calling him. Uh, we were searching all through the grass to find it, but we just were having no luck. So Dan was—he was tired, he was drunk, he just wanted to go home. So he was like, you know, fuck this, let's just let's just go home. And this guy did not like this one bit. So he was he, not having it. So he was shouting. I shouted back. He shouted back. We were pushing up against each other. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what? I'm not. I'm not proud of myself. But you know, <laughs> after that many drinks, and then sometimes. Uh, you you act in embarrassing ways, but anyway, yeah. So, but it, but it, we, we were kind of good, and then they were like, "Oh, well, you're not going to do anything," and um, hey, we're not going to do anything. Like, come on, just leave it. So we turned around and we left, and yep. then you hear a smack on the ground. You turn around, and then you see the guy had rugby tackled, American football tackled for you Americans out there. I guess I don't know. Does it work the same? Whatever. We just say tackled. He was tackled to the ground. <laughs> The one body went into another body, and he went flying to the ground. And then this guy was on top of our friend Basil, and was one. punching him in the face. I see him get punched twice, and I just run over there and I grab the guy by the bicep, and I and then Mitch got him from behind, and we just got him off. So, and then uh, he was clever. So he punched Basil so much in the face, he chipped his tooth. His glasses were broken. He had his phone on like a little ring that was connected to the back of the phone. And uh, the force of the push was so much that it forced the phone off, broke the phone off the, the sticky whatever that keeps the ring there, but the ring was still on his finger. So, of course, that fucked his finger up. And uh, I was, like, t- grappling with the guy to kind of keep him away from my friend Basil. And as we did, we, we were both drunk, so we tripped over a, a, a gated fence, like a, a chain fence. We fell to the floor. Um, I banged my head. I didn't realize until two days later. And uh, so basically, I was holding him by his arms, keeping him gripped, like, no, as if to be like, you're not doing anything. And we, I pushed him, I pushed him away. Um, we were, I, I, I talked to him for a while. I don't know what I said. But what I remember is I'm holding him. And he's saying, because he learned our names, because of course, we're using names to each other. And he's like, Mitch, I'm cool with you. Dan, I'm cool with you. But fuck your friend. He's not your friend. Fuck him. Yeah. And because then, the whole time Basil had been sitting over there and he was mad because he got his shit punched. Yeah, I mean, he chipped his tooth. And he chipped his tooth. He just he's yelling at this guy like, you go to school here. You do anything here. You're done. You're done, man. You're done. So, and then, then I go to Basil. I'm like, yo, Basil, you got to stop with that, man. And he's like, no, he fucked me up. I'm like, then you either need to call the cops or you need to go because like, this is going nowhere. But uh, yeah, so and I was then, still grappling with him. Things were calmish, but they were still shouting at each other. And eventually Basil was like, no, enough is enough. I'm going to call the police. He is, he's assaulted me. Yeah. I've my glasses are broken. I've I've broke. I imagine he knew he broke his teeth. I he, 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 knew, he was he, he was in. He'd been punched in the face. I mean, what is what? There's nothing more that needs to be said. So uh, um, the police came. Uh, they they took down my number. They took down my uh, like social security equivalent number. They talked to Basil. They talked to the guy, and then they they took them off, and then we went home. Like, well, that was a fucking weird one. But uh, you know, hopefully Basil will be fine and. Uh, what a what a what a what a terrible end to what was otherwise a very enjoyable night. So they met up. The guy admitted fault at the police station. He was like, "Yes, I attacked him first. You know, it was you know he didn't hit me. Blah 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 blah." Um, we won't press. And then because the so self like this assault laws are very serious. And Basil, our friend, could have he could have sued that guy for th- literally thousands of dollars, like three four thousand dollars, if he really wanted to. Because he, firstly, he was wearing glasses, and in Korea, I've heard that assault to someone on glasses is actually worse than assault on someone else. On someone else, because it's more dangerous. You know, like the glass can break and go into someone's eye, and just yeah. 
So if Basil wanted to, if our friend wanted to, uh, he could have really pushed it. But he was like, no, I just want to get this over and done with. Like, fuck this. I don't want to have to deal with this. Like, you pay for my shit. And when we're good, we're even. Like, that's all I want. So this happened on a Monday night, Tuesday morning. And um, on Thursday, I believe, they met up to get it finalized, sorted out. And the guy was like, okay, well, yeah, that's good. Um, I mean, I've hurt my leg, you should pay for it. And Bell, no, no, you fucking broke my glasses. You, I have to get surgery on my teeth. Like, no, you're paying for my shit. Your leg, I can't imagine it's anywhere near as bad as my face, which is completely fair. But okay, fine. Uh, we, we, yeah, I'll pay for it. We, we, what a deal. And he was recorded saying this. So as far as like the court goes, you know, he, he can't suddenly turn around and say something else. Um, so we were like, yes, okay, cool, thanks. That's that's sorted. We don't have to worry about that. We we're worried Basil would have to go through all kinds of go through the court process and whatever. And just it was just a stressful situation. You don't know how this person's going to act. You don't know what this person's going to do. This, so we were, I mean, we were all a little bit anxious about it, but it was done. It was solved. About three hours later, though, Basil says, "Oh, um, he wants your numbers." He's threatening to sue. He says, you assaulted him, you injured his leg, and if he doesn't give, if we don't give him your numbers by tomorrow, he is going to formally go to the police and press charges against both of you for assault. And my heart dropped. I thought, oh my goodness, like, now this is... And my memory of the event wasn't that great. So... I was yeah. like, did I did I do something more? Luckily, on clarification, when I talked to everyone else, like, no, no, you didn't do anything like extra. But you know, when you your memory of it is is fuzzy, like, fuck, did I did I do something really bad? Did I really attack him? I was like, no, no, good clarification, it was good. But still, I'm like, this guy's gonna sue me if he sues me. Then I'm gonna get a criminal record here. Then I'm gonna have to go home. Mm. Then it just makes things very complicated. I mean, I mean, just the the stress of everything got to me. And then on top of that, we got we I I was told that um, a door at the bar. Had been had been broken, had been wrecked, and then we had to pay for that. And I was like, "Fucking hell, is this a joke?" Like, first we've got a guy threatening to sue us, and now we've got to pay money for a broken door from the. Dr- this is the worst night out ever. It went from being in a, the best night out ever to, yes, well, at least it's the most expensive night, night out ever I've ever had. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, let's talk about the total cost, like towards the end too, because I'm curious. About yeah, that. yeah, we'll get there. <clears throat> and so, I mean, like total cost of food, alcohol, etc. But also at this time, my head injury had gone quite bad. I thought, oh, just a really bad hangover. Ooh, what that? I mean, my mixed drinks, but it was like I was dizzy, I was nauseous. I wasn't eating properly. I just, I like didn't want to eat. I couldn't concentrate. L- bright lights were making me feel super weird. Um, so I was like, oh my goodness, maybe my, I've got a problem with my head. So Basil was like, what we're going to do, we'll go to the doctor. Then you can show your injuries and then he can show his injuries. And then we can kind of make a deal based on that. If he says that you've injured him, well, you've clearly been injured too. And then we can make a deal. So the next day after work, uh, worst work of day ever, just waiting so that I can go to the hospital so I can try and alleviate some of the stress of being um potentially sued so we go to the hospital we go there i talk to the guy he checks my head he's like oh this is pretty bad we'll do an x-ray oh well it doesn't seem like there's anything too bad on the x-ray but based on um the the symptoms you've said this could be really bad this could be very serious like a concussion or worse if you're getting dizzy if you're nauseous if you've thrown up um you should we suggest you get an mri and i was like but it's a mri is very expensive like three hundred and fifty dollars, which isn't that much, but also it is a lot. Yeah. Um. And I was, I was thinking about like, should I do it? Should I do it? And I ultimately decided yes. I mean, I didn't really think maybe that it would be that serious, but it was better to be safe than sorry. And also in this situation, I think it was the best course of action. So, 
We're doing that today, all right? We've got a shuttle bus that will take you to the MRA place, and uh, you can have your MRA, and we'll check that everything is okay with you, sir, and um, just best of luck to you. And I was like, excellent. <sighs> but this guy's still trying to sue me, so what do I do? So, um... We're talking about it, and we're like, okay, let's for me, let's set up a, a meeting with a lawyer, so I can see exactly where what what I can do, what my options are. So I called up. There was a free service. You get an appointment with an English-speaking lawyer. So I called them up, and they were asking, oh, we need some more information about the exact case, so that we can give it to the lawyer. So when you do have the meeting, they have the you know the best information at hand. So I was like trying to explain, and she's like, well, what about this? What about this? And I was like, oh, well, I don't really know because I'm I didn't go to the police station, so. I called my friend Basil over and I was like, hey Basil, can you can you just explain everything that's happened? So I did. And then, so he's on the phone and I'm just standing there. And then a very familiar person walks in and I think, wait, don't I? Oh my goodness. It's the guy from the night. And uh, he walks over to me and he has the exact same look on his face. And he goes, Mitch, what are you doing here? And then Basil instantaneously just turns around and says, don't talk to him. Don't talk to him. Leads him away. And then after that, this guy's demeanor in chat completely changed. He was like, hey, I think we should talk now. Are you free, please? I think it's a really good idea that we just avoid any uh, any uh, misunderstandings. He he, tilde, you know, like the squiggly line at the end. Very, mm-hmm. like, cute talking. Right. And you could tell, oh, shit, he is. Because uh, as well, for for context as well, I, because I had a, injured my head, I had like a, ba- a big bandage on my head, head with six strips of tape keeping the bandage on my head. So I looked like shit. Like, I looked like something really bad had happened. And so we're like, oh my goodness, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, so... Uh, and now he's thinking that he caused it, and it could be a lot worse yeah, for exactly. him. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, anyway, so I went to MRI, everything was fine, apart from my my bank account uh, balance. Um, then, sort of that, we kind of calmed down a bit. We're like, okay, cool, maybe we're in, a, we're in a better position now. We arranged two days later to meet the guy. We met the guy, he was like, yeah, okay, I'm cool. We ultimately decided I would not pay for any of his treatment and he would not pay for any of my treatment. Yes, we probably could have got a better deal, but I did not want to go through the hassle. Basil didn't want to go through any of the hassle. We yeah. just wanted it, the the man gone out of our life. Very, he, he was so friendly, though. When we were having this conversation, firstly, our friend Basil had done all the legal things, had written up the legal document for him to sign and was telling this guy, like, oh, you, could, you should do this, you should do that. And he's like, oh, oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. Thank you. For, oh, okay. I'm like, you fucking threatened to sue me two days ago. Right. And now you're here to say, oh, very friendly and subservient to Basil, who's done all this work, so you don't have to do any yourself. And then he even said, like, hey, maybe we think to me and Basil, like, maybe we could go out for drinks, like, when this is all done. I'm like, again, you threatened to sue me two days ago. You are probably the last person. Actually, that's a lie. I kind of want to go out for drinks with him just to be like, what the fuck happened? Like, <laughs> yeah. why did you do that? And why did you threaten to sue us? Like, because think of it. He could fuck us. But then Basil would get him for assault, and then so he would get a criminal record. So whatever happened to us would happen to him tenfold. But also he acted so erratically, we didn't know if that's actually what he would do. If he would go that far and push to make sure that we got punished, because he's like, well, if I'm going down, you're going down with me. I do. We had no idea what was going through his head. Anyway... Right. Terrifying. Yeah, and when you had when you had originally told me this story, and for those of you who don't know, like we are in Korea, we are foreigners in Korea, and typically when things happen like this, you know, they they uh, the court systems tend to rule in Koreans' favor if if uh, if all of my information is correct from all the stories that I've heard in the past. So 
maybe he was thinking that like oh well i'm korean these are the foreigners mm-hmm. you know if i mm-hmm. if i you know take this to courts that they're gonna rule in my favor they're gonna make them pay for this this and that so maybe that was a factor but then when he was talking to us he was so friendly yeah like it was like we were just meeting up with friends sorting out a very casual business deal and you, and you said like his demeanor was weird too right yeah, like, yeah, like i said he was friendly like, on, on that night like, oh on the night yeah there? because yeah. we found out when we checked the cctv uh, there was no CCTV on us, but the guy had been hanging around that area for an hour, and he had his phone when he was there. Yeah. So what was he doing in there for an hour, and then suddenly just lost his phone, so much so that he just couldn't find it. Like, you know, I imagine maybe he dropped it, but if he dropped it hanging around the same area, it's going to be in that same area. Right. But oh, so many questions. But um, Yeah, and he was, like, waiting for his girlfriend or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah, there's, like, so much to it that was, like, just weird. Yeah, I mean, like, I could keep going. I do have I got maybe, like, 60% of the details. There's so much more. But, um, yeah, so we agreed to him. We're like, oh, thank God, this is going to be done. Then on Monday at 5 o'clock, we were meant to meet at 7. He was like, oh, sorry, guys, I've got to, I've got to work late. Can't do the signing today. Tomorrow, we'll do it tomorrow. And I'm like, God, like... Are you, are you getting cold feet? Are you gonna? Are you suddenly gonna change your mind? Do you not like the deal that you? He, he was just. I was kind of like, well, what do you think is fair? And he said what he thought was fair, and I was like, fine, I think that's fair too. Let's go for it. But are you? Did he suddenly decide he didn't like the deal? Was it not fair? So he wanted to go back on it. We were. I at least personally was like, what the fuck? Can't this just get done? It's been over a week now. Um, luckily on the Tuesday we did finally get the thing signed. It was all done. Um. He fucking gave da- ba- our friend Basil a job offer in the taxi to the police station where they would submit the documents to get everything done. He was like, oh, me and my friend are starting a business. We needed some translators, some interpreters. Maybe you'd like to do that. And he was just like, nah, you can afford me, mate. Um, <laughs> which I think was very petty and very amazing at the same time. <laughs> um, but to be fair, Basil was flexing his legal muscle Oh, no, because Basil, again, him. is an American who had all the legal knowledge, was telling this kid... Uh, exactly, exactly what he needed to do exactly what the law was because he was trying to sue us for things that legally were not true like he would try and get us for group assault but a group assault at first is more than three people there were only three of us second he admitted to attacking Basil so Basil would not even con- count in the group assault because he was a he was a victim in it um, but yeah he, so he was just trying to pressure us we, we also found out that supposedly his family lawyer pressured him to it but it was just funny because when I, we went to sign like the papers to like make everything okay um, Basil's like, you know, I got all these friends in the law enforcement. I know some Secret Service people. I know some like CIA people. It's like, and none of it was a lie. He does. Yeah, he does. But he so, was just like flexing all over this guy. I'm just like, oh man. But uh, yeah, so eventually he signed it, and he was like, oh man, I'm I'm cheering for you guys in Korea. I hope you have a great life here. And it's like, well, that is very very weird coming from the person who punched us and put us through all this shit. But the gesture is appreciated nonetheless. Well, but uh, yeah, no, I appreciated it. He was a uh, and he was drunk. Nice he wasn't he was drunk a, that he, night too. No. Oh, what, oh, the night that he punched? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was... He said he only had one bottle of... Pardon one me, of soju. soju. Yeah. But there, a person does not have like that after a bottle of soju. A person doesn't act like that after three or four bottles of soju. He had clearly been drinking more. Or my theory is that something very bad happened with his girlfriend, and he was lashing out. Yeah. yeah that, that Even, like, his girl... He had an argument with his girlfriend, and he flung his throne, phone out of frustration. Mm. And then he's like... Ugh, and then he's just on edge. Like, yeah. I would actually put money on maybe in something along with I could that. see that yeah. too. I, I would, yeah. That's interesting. But anyway, so eventually after that, we, it was signed and we are free and we will never ever have to deal with that man ever again. Woo. But it Thank was you, a Jesus. fun, I mean, it's not really a fun story, more just a. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, the, but again, like, you know, it's unique, it's interesting, it's different. Mm. Yeah, so be careful, everybody. Yeah. Be careful. So basically, the moral of the story is don't, don't help people. <laughs> don't like, <laughs> I, I, I still remember my first week in Seoul, I was walking home, I saw a dude on the side of the street puking his guts out with my Korean friend. I'm like, yo, should we call him an ambulance? Should we get him some help? My Korean friend just pulled me along to keep going. 
Yep. Ignore them. You're going to get sued if you do that. Oh, shit. You know what? Actually, did I ever tell you about the one time? Like, this, there's a park over here where my friend used to live. We used to go drink in the park all the time and play cards and do other shit. So while we were there, there was, like, this drunk guy who was naked just walking around the fucking park. He was just stumbling around the park and everything like that. And we were like, should we help him? Should we don't? They're like, nah, man. Don't, don't do anything. So we tried to go over there. We are like, hey, man. Dude, get up, man. Dude, go, go home, man. Like, he literally has no clothes on. Um, so finally what we do is we just call the police, the police come and they help him. But as the police are coming to help him, he gets up, he like, he gets his phone. Like, I guess he put his phone next to him and he starts like running away from the police. <laughs> so he's just running around naked away from the police. Like during the summer, it was funny as shit. So, but yeah, if you're going to help somebody, just be cautious, you know, watch your own, watch no, your own no, safety. No, just don't help anyone. Or, yeah, just, or just listen to Mitch and just don't help Don't anyone. be a good Samaritan no. in the big city. Yeah, there you go. That's just, fair. Let people suffer. <laughs> so slowly, let them. So, so, no. <laughs> I'm joking. Not nah, help, I mean, help people, please. Yeah. Help your fellow man. No, but just be very careful. Big, yeah, of course. Especially yeah, late at night. You don't know what people are. That's what, true. What they've been of. drinking or and, what, what kind of state of mind. And Korea is super safe. Like, but especially in other places, like yeah. you gotta be safe. You don't know what's gonna happen. So exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, gentlemen, this was a lot of fun. You know, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate it. And uh, we can go ahead and end this. this. This is actually a short podcast as compared to other ones. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Last week, oh. it was like three hours and 15 minutes. Well, we're in a rush. That uh, yeah, so. That's true. We're hungry. And yeah. I guess we just aren't as interesting as your other friends. That's also true. Yeah. Or, or we're just more concise. Uh, no, that is definitely not true. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good either way, though. Well, all right, brothers. I'll talk to you later. Actually, what the fuck am I talking about? You the, were going to talk to us the second. I'm going to talk to you. You're right in front exactly. of us right so now. We're, we're, we're done. Yeah, we're going for dinner. But uh, See, the this audience. This is why it can't be longer. Our, our host is not giving us the right direction. This is a very good. You know, this is a good point. I'm a terrible host. Um, <laughs> no, I admit it. This is why this podcast host. This podcast will never be famous because the host is shitty. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Hey, I'm learning. Well, man. don't worry. With guests like us, maybe we can make up for that. You know what? I hope so. Because otherwise, this, this has no chance. <laughs> There's no hope. <laughs> you sound very sad the way you said it. <laughs> I'll stop. I'll cry later when you guys are gone. I'll just sulk. It's okay. We heard you. We heard you last night, dude. You listened to that? <laughs> that was private. Yeah, yeah. I heard you just go, Ooh, Jacob boy. Jacob one. I don't care what anybody says. Jacob one. Fuck all of you. <laughs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> inside joke. Anyways, all right, guys. Take it easy. And uh, next time. Next time.